Sports Radio 560 WQAM Miami Fort Lauderdale presents the Neil Rogers Show. He goes on vacation, by the way. Call 567 The opinions of Neil, his guests, callers, or anyone else on the show do not necessarily reflect those of WQAM, Beasley Read Acquisitions, or the Beasley Broadcast Group. Now, Neil Rogers on Sports Radio 560. U-A-M. Why are you airing shit like this? I'm the type of guy with a big square head. Oh. I win all my fights except the ones who did. Yes, I'm that type of guy who pounded Michael Smith <laughs> and showed him that his shorts and his boxing really stinks. I'm the type of guy who always is alert. I showed Carl Williams that the truth can really hurt. You're the type of guy that thinks that I'm a bum. So I just say to you that you are D-U-M-E dumb. I'm the type of guy with my weaving and my bobbin. I only lost one fight and the bitch's name was Robin. I'm the type of guy who makes the people laugh and put the man down in a minute and a half. I'm the type of guy who makes the people stare. Just because I keep all my cash in Duncan's hair. I'm the type of guy, and the public just attacked me. And if you don't believe it, then you had better ask me. I'm the type of guy. That's what I'm here with Kevin Wilson. keep your butt. I'm the type of guy. Robert Cuban's so I'm gonna keep her butt. Yes, I'm the type of guy. Next fight comes in my face, I'm gonna keep you know that. I'm that type of guy. Don't mess with me, I'm gonna keep your butt. All right, that was the big news of the weekend, baby. The best news I've heard in a long time. Good old Iron Mike back in the slammer again, although could get out today on bail. Could get out for a little while, and then, of course, if he gets out on bail, they have to have a trial, in which case they might give him, like, 20 years. Just a little bit of a problem assaulting two motorists after a traffic accident in Rockville, Maryland. Just a little minor teeny-weeny problem. And you know something? There are people in this audience. People in this country who continue subsidizing scumbag, human walking crap. Yeah. With his bum of the month, bum of the uh, whatever the hell it is, bum every six weeks. And they welcome him back at the MGM Grand in Vegas, or at least they did, in spite of all the crap that happened there uh, last year. Because he's a money maggot, because there are assholes out there, or there's just something about him. There are people, I think, who like scum. You know what? There are people who gravitate to scum. In fact, maybe some of the, the dumb and scum kind of rhyme, like some of the really dumb sports nerds. Speaking of sports nerds, by the way, Eugene. Eugene Robinson says, I cannot take the award because I'd be bad, and he gave the Bart Starr Award back. Oh! So Mike Tyson goes to jail. Eugene uh, gets a refund oh! of the Bart Starr Award because he's a scumbag. He's a piece of walking yeah, on two legs. And there you go. So a good weekend for the human race, except, of course, for all that Monica crap. Although it's interesting, there's a line. I never realized that she and Tyson had anything in common. Because in the November issue of Playboy magazine, the interview with Mike Tyson, he said, I know I'm going to blow someday. And I'm sure as a young girl, Monica probably was thinking the same thing. huh? She knew she was going to blow squirt, squirt someday. Greatest story, though, of the weekend to show you about, well, i got all these other religious stories, all these religious nuts. Just remember, if they're religious, they're crazy. Just keep that in mind, boys and girls. The more religious they are, the crazier they are. Just, you know, a matter of degree. 
if they're like a nine on the Richter scale of a religionist, then they're uh, nine times crazier than just your ordinary pedestrian, uh, you know. Drive to Survive fuels Y2K frenzy. Oh! See this? Oh, yeah. And what a shock that it's a bunch of religious wackos that are uh, in the forefront of all of this. Many in rush to prepare for the new dark age. <laughs> oh, come on. They're not reproducing that fast. Many in rush to prepare for the new dark age, it says. This is the best. This is absolutely unfreaking believable Let me say it again. Let me. Oh, and by the way, Defoe's on vacation this week. Why do they have to continue doing that? I'm coming to work this morning, and as soon as I heard that, my radio went in the off position. About Defoe's going through another uh, marital, uh, personal. Uh, he's on vacation this week. Nobody on our morning show on the worst team can ever go on vacation without some silly, made-up, idiotic story. He's in the gambling rehab, and this one has uh, got syphilis. And some, you know, he's on vacation this week. Just thought I'd try to simplify your lives, those sports nerds. The big crossover we have on the morning show, all four of you. Defoe's on vacation. But I guess maybe they figure that, you know, the sports nerds are so juvenile and have no life whatsoever that they have to deal with them on that kind of level. Drive to Survive fuels Y2K frenzy. Sixty-five people sit in rapt attention in North Miami churches. The speaker tells them they'll need more than party hats for the 2000 New Year. Let me again try to simplify for you, okay? When today ends at midnight, it will be February 9th, 1999. When the last day of each month ends at midnight, it becomes the next month. When December 31st ends each year on a calendar, which we invented, it becomes the 1st of January in the next year. It doesn't make any difference whether it's the year 2525, 2000, 1000, 1500, 1900, are you following this? No. I didn't think so. Is, is it really that difficult to understand? Planes will be falling out of the sky. Now, let me ask you this question. Every time you go into, the, into your car, you put the key in ignition, and you start the engine of your car, on the computer, because most of the new cars are, you know, have a computer, on the computer, does, is there anything in there about the date? No. The day. In other words, if it did have something about the date, the day and the year, and it was wrong, does that mean that your car wouldn't start? No. No. Huh? No, no, seriously, you're laughing, but it's the same mentality. Planes will be falling out of the sky. Plane schedules all over the world will be all screwed up. Well, you know all technology has an expiration date, right? In fact, many, you know, I do all this flying all over the world, and the worst thing that ever happened to me is when the pilot said to the co-captain one time, hey, is this the right date on here? And he said, no. oh, boy, here we go. I started doing Hail Marys. I was doing bruchas. I was repeating my bar mitzvah mafta, whatever I could remember. I was rubbing Buddha on his head. and Anything I could do because it was the wrong day and date. I mean, we're talking people that are so, and they're starting a frenzy. That's the worst part. Yeah. Here, no, it's not great because I'm going to tell you, as the year gets closer to the end, you're going to go in your supermarket. It's going to be, it's going to be like the Brian Norcross effect. Every time there's a hurricane within 10,000 miles. Oh, you better run to your store and you better get all the bottled water and you better stock up on canned goods and toilet paper. Here's a picture of Virginia Booker buying case lots of canned goods in case computer failures disrupt the supply next year. Oh, this, this is the great. I may read this whole story from yesterday's hero. This is the greatest story in the history of the human freaking race. 
You'll need a few basic things, says Lee Stevens, like Timberland hiking boots, because with no gasoline available, you'll need sturdy shoes and sleeping bags, because winters in Miami can get chilly without electricity. You won't have any gasoline. Because when you go to the, when you pull into a mobile station and, you know, you put your credit card in there, well, see, the credit card's got a date on it. Although most of them don't expire, like, you know, in an even year. But don't complicate this. That's no fun. Or even if you go inside and pay cash, God forbid, for your gas. And you go out to the pump and you stick that thing in your uh, gas tank. And guess what? Because it's January 1st, the 2000, it might just, there be no gas is what this Lee Stevens says. No gasoline available. You'll need sturdy shoes. <laughs> this is only the beginning. This is in a North Miami church, the New Testament Baptist Church. And this is one of many services being held all over the country. And it's only the, uh, what is it, yesterday was the 7th of February. So we got a long, long way to go, almost 11 months to go. But they're getting ready now. That's the way we like it. Be prepared. Like they tell you in the Boy Scouts, always be prepared. Too bad they don't tell you that in the Catholic Church. There's no fact in, in the church. Probably for the same reason they tell you that in the Boy Scouts. Be prepared. Oh, by the way, how about that story on that CNN show last night, that news magazine at 10 o'clock, whatever they call that show, about all those U.S. pedophiles schlepping down there to Central America to carouse with little kids? Did you see that? Brought to mind somebody I can think of, which I don't want to mention no names on there. Well, he, he probably, you know, likes those young girls. In Costa Rica, but they're probably close to illegal age, aren't they? No. Huh? Close enough. Well, they look mature for their age. No. No. I don't want to mention no names because I want to get that job done. But at any rate, a man with a flannel shirt and a gray ponytail yells out, You'll need a sleeping bag because you won't want to sleep in your bed with looters everywhere. That's right, you're going to have to take, like, what was the movie Omega Man with Charlton Heston? Mutant Zombies, baby. And, of course, that's why Charles, and that was when he first became obsessed with guns. You son of a bitch. That's right, because uh, when you're the last one, you got your sleeping bag and, uh, you know, a couple of uh, cans of beer, a couple of cans of spam. That's right, you need lots of guns to protect yourselves from all those looters who want to steal whatever little crap you got. Now, this Lee Stevens is a Christian radio commentator. He thanks the man for the Y2K preparedness tip and continues, Don't forget candles and kerosene lanterns for those dark nights without electricity. Because we know that FPL, once we change from one year to the next or one day to the next, FPL's got real serious problems, don't they? About no. no keeping it up, don't they have problems? No. See, where I live in the acres, just on an ordinary sunny day, when the calendar isn't changing, the power goes out just for the hell of it, just to keep you on your toes. So we have to reset the VCRs and the satellite dishes and everything else. Like yesterday, right in the middle of the day. <laughs> there you go. Must have been that vulture that was flying over the house, huh? Yes. Oh, this is good stuff. This is the best. As we see, if you had any doubts in your mind before about the crazy religious people, now could there possibly be any doubts no. left after we see all this? The Y2K problem, baby. Get ready for the dark age, for the for Armageddon to be coming. It's coming, baby. Is it coming? Squirt, squirt. Down Thank you. 
grill your mama, wire your friends, $40 million bills to you says if you want to hear the good stuff, you'll have to tune into Bob Walters and buy the book is basically what she said. Let's do the uh, traffic report real quick. Hello. Hey, go Eugene. Yes, sir. Neil, tell these people to stay off 95 one southbound, man. It's They're doing it in the side. They're doing it in the middle. I mean, it's a parking lot here, guy. Where is it? Uh, just coming up on Sheridan Street. I'm going southbound towards Miami. Yeah. We got people running up the median strips. So there's cops. I don't know what's going on. I'm trying to get off myself. Okay. Thank you, sir. And God bless Eugene. Okay. <laughs> okay. He's trying to get off. Maybe that's why they are all stopping. So anyway, getting back to this. Now, see, when we talk about, which we do a lot on this show, thank God. Thank, thanks. Uh, Hell, God. Right. Because this isn't one of those bubble mice shows like 99 and 9 tenths percent of what you hear in the media. And I always refer to those very super, superstitious Stone Age people who wrote all this crap. Oh, well, the Bible says this and the Bible says that. Yeah, right. In fact, uh, Phil Graham, that Yahoo, you notice how all these, um, almost all of them are southern yahoos? These right-wing lunatics that are perpetuating this crap, which thankfully is going to end by the end of this week, we think, oh, thank God, the pain. You can almost be happy the pain will be over. Yeah, he says the Constitution is almost like the Bible. You can't you can't change it. You can't mess around. And of course, the Bible, like I've told you for years, was written by incredibly ignorant, uninformed, superstitious, dumb. I mean, dumb as compared to today's people, which is saying unbelievable amounts. By the way, and thank God we're stopping that ethnic uh, cleansing in Kosovo. Not? No. No, we're not. Every time you turn on the news again, here's all. Here's more bodies and more bodies and more people crying. Well, you know, we want to do something about this because remember uh, we said never again, right? Didn't we say that? No. No. We, well, we said it. We just didn't mean it. So uh, one thing, when the year 2000 comes, there will still be plenty of ethnic cleanser at supermarkets all over the world because that's the kind of cleansing. I mean, there are a lot of countries over there in Europe, like in uh, France. They don't like to take a shower too often. They don't bathe very frequently. They don't like uh, deodorant, perfume. They like selling it. They just don't like using it. But the one cleansing that is big is ethnic cleansing. So anyway, getting back to these superstitious folk, here we it's the same crap again, all over again. Crazy, crazy, superstitious people all over the world. Oh, I saw a sign. I saw the cloud. You know, every every now and then you'll see the thing where they show on TV. Where they're coming, they're schlepping thousands of people. If it isn't the Virgin Mary on the side of the bank building, it's we saw the face of Jesus in the clouds, you know? And, of course, by the time you get there and you look up, and you well, I don't know, that one's kind of drifting. Well, you know, he works in mysterious ways. His nose is where his rectum used to be, et cetera, and so on. But that was Jesus a few minutes ago up there in the sky. You believe it? No. So, anyway, getting back to this tremendous story, a woman with white hair in the back of the room in this New Testament Baptist Church asks, how will we survive it? And Lee Stevens says, you'll prepare. 
And so it goes at this meeting, a New Testament Baptist church, one of many being held all over the country, as some people prepare for the turn of the century and the year 2000, Y2K for short, computer glitch. The expected crisis stems from a shortcut taken by computer programmers years ago. To save computer storage space, they used only two digits instead of four to represent a year. Uh, much the same way people do when writing the date on a check at the grocery store. So when January 1st, 2000 arrives, oh my God. computers not reprogrammed could misfire by interpreting the year 2000 as 1900. And, of course, those planes back in 1900 weren't flying at 37,000 feet, which means a lot of worry for those who doubt that everything will be fixed in time. These warriors are preparing some for a few days' inconvenience because of possible power outages, others for what they fear will be an irreversible plunge into the dark ages. Oh, my God. As if we're not already there, especially here in South Florida. An irreversible plunge into the dark ages. Are we ready for it? <laughs> Nervous people have begun stockpiling food, water, clothing, fuel, medicine, other essentials. And by the way, lady called a minute ago to tell George that she sells uh, Honda generators. Cannot keep them in stock. It's only the 8th of February. They can't keep them in stock because people, you know, you got to beat everybody else to the punch. It's like when we have the hurricane hysteria. you got to be the first one online there at Publix and buy seven, every thing of bottled water they got in the store. Every roll of toilet paper. We'll get to the toilet paper, by the way. Got to have lots and lots of... Of course, if you're not going to be able to eat that much, I guess you won't be... Absolutely correct, sir. That much either. That was close. Nervous people are... Advice on what to stock is readily available on hundreds of Internet sites offering advice on everything from beekeeping to water purification. Well, how do you be keeping your bees after the uh, Y2K problem sets in? We've had over 4 million hits on our sites, as Michael Berkeley, spokesman for the... Colorado-based Cassandra Project, named for the Greek goddess whose warnings about disaster went unheeded. What I tell you about beware of geeks bearing uh, hysteria. The Cassandra Project offers advice for getting prepared for Y2K, everything from stocking up on batteries to getting dogs, which will be a great great sources of heat. Well, what are you going to be doing with those dogs? You put I don't there. want to hear it. Also, great alarms if there are any problems in the night. The dogs will be barking their brains out. I got a little dog now barks uh, if somebody farts. Sure, got a bite Ten blocks away. Paloma O'Reilly, Cassandra Project founder, also passes on disaster advice given from the Federal Emergency Management Agency. Oh, by the way, speaking of that, you see the EPA thing about six, bu six buildings on uh, 60 Minutes last night? And which building were they the whole story about? The EPA building in Washington. The environmental the very building where they're supposed to be working on protecting the environment is a sick building and people are suing and they're swooning and they're puking, just like this building. Which by the way, wait till I get to the side effects of Adelaide later on. I went out and got the PDR book. Woo! Have we got three or four hours for that? Just to read the list. Anyway, FEMA gives advice like if the electricity goes off, first use perishable food and foods from the refrigerator, then use the foods from the freezer. Why is the electricity going to go off? Can you explain that to me, why the electricity will go out? Huh? The computers at FPNL are going to think, oh, my God, it's 1900 again. Well, if we would have had the electricity going, which I guess we did in 1900. Not AC. No, ACDC. It was just at the end of the gay 90s. 
But anyway, it says, use of the information on the Y2K website is fine with the FEMA National Office in Washington, D.C. One of our biggest messages has always been disaster preparedness, says FEMA spokesman Mark Wilson. If Y2K gets our message across and prepares people for tornadoes, fires, or whatever, then that's great. In fact, a lot of agencies are jumping on the Y2K bandwagon because predictions help them get their messages across. We don't want to ring alarm bells all over this Y2K thing, says American Red Cross spokesman Chris Thomas. But who knows when there will be a hurricane, a flood, or a chemical spill. It's always better to be prepared, as if that has something to do with this. Does it have anything? No. No, I don't think so. The American Red Cross recommends, now listen to this, the Red Cross recommends putting together a disaster supply kit that contains flashlights, Extra batteries, portable radio, of course, you can listen to this show, bottled water, because we'll be right in touch with everything that's going on in the world on this station, won't we? No. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll have the sports scores anyway. We got the Dark Ages. We were, uh, well, but what's, yeah, but what's the score at the uh, VMI game, huh? Well, and what's, and what's the spread? What, what about the, what's the number on that game? Do we know? No. Damn it. Okay, extra batteries, portable radio, bottled water, canned food, can opener, etc. I guess if you're going to have canned food, can opener is pretty good, or sharp knife. Local offices are selling first aid kits because there's going to be a lot of injuries, people knocking each other over in the aisles over at uh, wherever the hell they're shopping. Be prepared, Thomas says. We can't be sure there won't be some disruption of power and other services with Y2K. Can we? Yes. Major utilities, cities and county governments, as well as major banks in South Florida and the Federal Reserve, say they expect everything to be well under control, but since they cannot guarantee there will be absolutely no problems, there is room for doubt. And when when there's room for doubt, then people love it. Also, it is this doubt that was the premise of the North Miami meeting at this crazy church. Here we go. Wait till you hear this. One plantation woman said she had started stockpiling canned goods under her bed, hiding them from her husband. She has tucked away a year's supply of toilet paper in her attic after secretly... Now, I want you to listen very carefully to this. After secretly dating new rules to gauge how quickly her family goes through one. You follow this? In other words, to determine how much toilet paper the family is going to need for a year, she had to date the rules and keep track of how long. Of course, that all depends on how much they're eating, how much they eat, right? Which, by the way, since Thomas Crapper was the guy who invented the toilet, it doesn't, doesn't that take all the uh, negative meaning out of the word crap? Yeah. yeah, what's wrong with that? It's just short for crapper. I mean, when you say, I got to take a crap, you don't, you're not thinking about Thomas Crapper, are you? Yes. You are? No, but seriously, so in other words, if you just stop and think about that, all these people that are uptight about words, not that this is, hey, I'll get back to this stuff. This is good stuff. This is great. <clears throat> but just keep in mind, it was Thomas Crapper who invented the, and of course, if he invented the toilet, he must have also invented the <coughs> crap. Stockpile, Mr. Whipple is rubbing his hands together in glee. You love this? A woman in plantation, no less. Some crazy lady. Probably no doubt shops in my store. 1026 at 560 WQM, and of course, you're going to need shoes, baby. <laughs> That's right. Anybody have a heart or a liver? Well, stay in school. Don't go out on your own. Because there's a whole lot of stuff you just can't do at home. Search all around, but you won't see a CEO with a GED. 
when nothing compares to the marvelous feeling of making butter patties stick to the ceiling, smoking in the bathroom, making out in the hall, or hitting a fat kid with a speeding dodgeball. Yeah, I remember that. And throw a paper wad with a fire alarm. Blow up the toilet with a cherry bomb. Dissect a frog in biology class. Find yourself a nerd. And where'd you hear that? <laughs> well, you'll be a hit in chemistry. When you make a class a batch of LSD, start a food fight, you milk out your nose. But when you go to school, with anything goes, stay in school, don't go out on your own. Cause there's a whole lot of stuff you just can't do at home. A search all around, but you won't see a CEO with a GED. Search all around, but you won't see a CEO with a GED. All right. The 32 at 560 WQM. Wait till you find out, by the way, one of the things that this woman is stirring up, the lady with the toilet paper, this is the best. Because she may have to alter her predictions, may have to increase her supply a little bit. She says it doesn't matter if you buy more than you need because you can always use it to barter. It's a commodity you can trade for what you forgot to get, said the woman, who also stocked up on spices because all those beans she has saved for the crisis are going to be boring after a while. She's stocking up on beans, which may throw her toilet paper estimate off as in way off. Yeah. She refuses to give her name because she's afraid it might put her in danger of looters who want to raid her stash after the new year. She's even hiding the food from her husband. In other words, screw him. I don't want to be perceived as a target, she said. I can't feed the whole world. Most of the people at the meeting said they'd begun preparing as if the Y2K were a hurricane. Some said they were preparing for uh, something worse, the end of civilization. How do you like that? (laughs) They're preparing for the goddamn end of civilization as we know it, as in... The sky is falling. Right. Don't panic, but... Buy guns, said the man who warned about looters. Be ready to defend your home. Yeah, I told you that Charlton Heston thing, man. You son of a bitch. You know, they shouldn't really get people to panic, but wouldn't it be great like New Year's Eve? Instead of the instead of the Dick Clark show and the ball in Times Square, all of that stuff. Instead of that, we'll show the Omega Man with Charlton Heston on New Year's Eve this year. There you go. We don't want to plant any ideas or create any paranoia or civil unrest, but uh, hey, look at that. Stevens held up duct tape. Comes in handy, he said. He also held up little rectangles that looked like dentine gum. Dehydrated watermelon for a balanced diet, he said. For medicine, he suggested dried herbs. Traditional medicines like antibiotics may not be available. I mean, doesn't it make sense to you that if there are antibiotics in your drugstore on December 31st, that the next day they'll just all vanish? Doesn't that make sense? Sure. They'll all be gone. They're just, you know, because the calendar is changing from uh, 1999 to 2000, they'll all be gone, won't they? They won't be making any more either. Well, of course not, because their equipment will all be busted down. And naturally, all the uh, vitamins, all the uh, antibiotics that you buy on January 1st are manufactured on that day, aren't they? No. Well, oh, see, now you're starting to bring logic into this. Sorry. That takes all the fun out of this. 
for vitamins, he recommended a little spray canister. Squirt the Vita spray right on your tongue. Squirt, squirt. To uh, keep your immune system strong, he said. This product was for sale in the back of the room at this church, by the way. Of course, those church people, they know how to get a lot of good vitamin C. Squirt, squirt. Next at the Y2K Preparedness Podium was Jack Heinz, the senior vice president for a Citigroup subsidiary that sells insurance. Get cash ahead of time, he said. There will be a panic. Not that he wants to create a... There will be a panic. Oh! The Federal Reserve already has said they're advancing $150 billion into the system at the end of the year to try to stem it. A spokeswoman for the Federal Reserve Board said that her office didn't expect a mad rush for extra money at the end of the year. The Bureau of Printing and Engraving is printing $50 billion extra just in case people want some cash on hand, she said. Some people will want more currency for what might be a minor disruption, and that's fine. A disruption in what? A disruption in what? You go to your bank, you give them a check. Here, I want $200. Here's the check. Here's the money. Is the money just all going to disappear from your bank uh, uh, overnight on New Year's Eve? No. No. Unless, of course, there's a wild rush on cash, which is what these people are stirring up with all this bullcrap. Next up at the seminar was Jerome Harold, a Miami chiropractor. He talked about water. He said how you have to you have to have it to live, and how it might not be available if the Y2K glitch shuts down the public water system. Oh my God! That's right. He suggested ways to store it, 55-gallon drums from Hialeah, empty Avion bottles. He held up a plastic pillowcase with a nozzle to show what he thought was a great idea, Aquaflex emergency water containers, food-grade plastic that folds up until you fill it with water. If worse comes to worst, he said, you can drink the water from the toilet. When he said from the tank, not the bowl, people laughed nervously, as like, like that. Later, Bob Young, owner of Aquaflex Emergency Water Storage Company in Deltona, said he was amazed at how business was booming because of what he called Y2K frenzy. He can barely keep distributors in stock with his water-holding pillowcases, he said. (laughs) It's a crazy reaction, but like anybody else, I'm not going to say no to the opportunity to make some money, Young said. Most of those gathered at the North Miami Y2K meeting said they planned to stockpile supplies because they trusted the small niggling doubts of agencies and corporations trying to stem the panic more than they did their optimistic assessments. We're not trying to sugarcoat it, said FPL spokeswoman Bradley. On any given night, there could be a power outage somewhere, uh-huh. especially if you're an FPL customer, uh-huh. Y2K or not, she said. We're trying to be realistic and say people should take minimal, minimal precautions. Like what? What does Bradley plan to do at her own house? I'm stocking in canned food, water, and gas, she said. Nothing is too extreme. This is the spokesbitch from FPNL attending this meeting of hysterical lunatics saying, nothing is too extreme, I'm stocking up all this crap. Not that they want to cause a panic, you understand. Not that they want to create like a wild run on the banks or on the supermarkets and the batteries and the water like Brian Norcross does at least four or five times a year, right? Right. So next time you have one of those discussions with somebody irrational about religion, which is totally irrational, and about the kind of people who lived in those days, in those primitive, idiotic days, when every time there was like a ripple of thunder in the sky, every time there was a flash of lightning, oh, my God, God is pissed off again. He's doing something again. He's sending us a message. And here it is. It's almost the year 2000. 
thousands of years later before these ridiculous primitive bubblemices were written, and still we've got all these world's religions, most of them based on what was written by these primitive people, and we still have crazy people running around predicting the end of civilization because the calendar is going to change. Except, of course, for us Jews, because we don't go by that calendar anyway. How do you like that? <laughs> How do you like that? Oy. That's right. <laughs> and I didn't even push the oy, button. Oy, I just went right. So does that mean you get a few extra months? or? Uh... So it goes to show you, all you goyim out there, it's not too late to switch. The Jews will be saved because we're on a different calendar. But that'll only affect those Jewish computers, right? Yeah. Oh, that's right. If you got a Goyesha computer, then you're a tourist, baby. you got real problems. So guess what I got for sale? <laughs> well, I don't have no computers yet, but I'm going to work on that. But how about this collection of beanies I got? You may really not be Jewish, but the Lord may not be able to tell, you know, unless he's checking real close. Of course, you Spicks out there, you have to get snipped first because he can smell that from a million miles away, which is probably where he is, millions of miles away. Isn't he that far away? Yeah, yeah he's far away. But he can still sniff it out. He, he likes uh, cheese, but not not that kind. So it goes to show you, baby, if you want to survive the new year, if you want to survive the entrance into the next 21st century, you had better uh, cut the crap and the foreskin. This is Ryan Norcross for your WQAM official information center for Hurricane George. Don't panic. Get your water and run! Run! We're going to die! Help! My sack is like a thimble and my nuts are like pearls. I don't even have enough to pack a squirrel. I tried secret lotions and technology, but it don't get no bigger than a golf tee. There's nothing I can do. I only got a three-inch tool. You'll be disappointed when we reach my house, because you won't know for sure if I'm a man or a mouse. It ain't no Big Mac, more like a Happy Meal. You'd get more satisfaction from your high heel. You'll swear I was in the pool, cause I only got a three-inch tool. Sometimes at night I wonder if it will ever grow. No. If I was a homosexual, I couldn't even push in your stool. Looks like Mr. Peanut without the cane. It's got capillaries instead of veins. I could cut circulation with a pinky ring. For Halloween, I dress it like a buffalo wing. It's in a suction tube. Cause I only got a three-inch tube. Even with a metric rule. I only got a three-inch tube. Tell them, guys. Yeah, he's got a three-inch tool. Oh, baby. Yeah, he's got a three-inch tool. Come here, honey. Yeah, he's got oh, a right. three-inch tool. In quality, not quantity. Yeah, he's got a three-inch tool. Now, if I could only find yeah, a three-inch tool, Bob. 1046 at 560, WQM, the Hank Goldberg Show from Shula Steak 2 at 2 o'clock. Bookster, briefly 6, 7 o'clock, the pregame. 7.30 tonight, the uh, Panthers and the St. Louis Blues. Minus Grant Fuhrer, who's having arthroscopic surgery on his knee. Minus Pavel Burry, who twisted it, and his knee, too, just very slightly in the uh, game the other night. By the way, speaking of the Macarena, here's a very disturbing fact before we get back to the end of the world as we know it. And, and what, what's going to happen to all those ball games? All those bowl games and crap on New Year's Day. 
Now we got something really to be concerned about. This is the only way to get QAM involved in the Y2K problem is to bring the sports element, the sports panic element into it. Like what's going to happen with all those bowl games that we're going to have to carry? Now what day of the year? What is the, do we have the calendar for next year? I'm sure we do back there. What day of the week does that fall on? January 1st, 2000. George is looking right now as we speak. January 1st, 2000 falls on a on a Monday. Oh, boy. That's the worst of all possibilities. You know why? What? Saturday. That was business calendar. Like I said, Saturday. That was, that was a business calendar. So, in other words, on the business day, it falls on Monday. But like on a monkey business, ordinary pedestrian calendar falls on Saturday, which is even worse. On Shabbos, no less. How do you like that? So something, and of course, all you Orthodox Jews out there, you're going to be able to go to shul on uh, that day. No, of course not, because your uh, tzitzes are going to be. Uh, and, and how are they going to be able to lay tefillin on that day? Which, uh, like I said, it's a Galatian New Year anyway. Don't panic. So here's the fact. Speaking of the Macarena, Debbie says she has something to say about the Billy Joel concert. I know you don't care about him, which you're right. I don't, Debbie. I can't stand him. But anyway, I had to voice my opinion of the so-called crowd that went to this concert at the Macarena. You're absolutely correct in your opinion that these people are morons. They gab about crap during the whole show and keep getting up and down during the show, especially when he sang slow songs, to get more beer and smoke. How do you like that? They were smoking it during the concert. Yeah, man. They can't sit still and shut up and listen to a concert. Debbie says she's used to seeing shows up north in Philadelphia and New York where people would highly enjoy the show, dance, and actually know who they were seeing. They didn't even clap these assholes and look like a bunch of deadbeats. Why do they go? I've been to a couple of hockey games with my dad and experienced the same thing. My dad and I really respect the game and don't crap around when we go. It was the same really upsetting thing, and being that I'm a true Billy Joel fan, found it insulting and disappointing. This was a gift for my parents, a special night, and I go to see him every time. Anyway, as my father and I left the National Car uh, yeah, Rectal Center, we both thought of you, and I told him I'd probably fax you about the situation, and she did. Well, thank you, Debbie. So not only are the hockey games a pain in the ass, not only because of the fans, but because of all the problems inside, like the goal lights we can't see, and the ice sucks, and all the other things. And now, of course, they got to take the uh, cup holders out up in the upper bowl because people are scraping their knees and uh, breaking their legs, et cetera. Yeah, in fact, probably there are 4,000 Panther fans that have the same injury as Pavel Burry right now, but they injured theirs on the uh, uh, cup holders in the upper bowl. But evidently, according to Debbie, even at the Billy Joel concert, they sat there hocking and China. You know, if you listen to the conversation, that's a bet like tonight at the Blues game, which I'll be there, of course. And I'm not talking about in between periods. I'm talking about while the game is going on, even during moments when there's actually something exciting going on out there, and you listen to the conversation. Like these, like these two guys, young guys, I told you, that, because there's different people sit around all the time, usually. And they sat behind us one game, and I noticed that they're talking about stuff that had absolutely nothing to do with the game. And every now and then, I guess during a lull in their conversation, the one guy would go, Go Panthers! Go Panthers! And, and then they would go back to uh, their conversation about uh, who's got the bigger record, or whatever they were talking about. Well, that's what they were saying, who's the bigger asshole? And just like Debbie says, why? Uh, well, we already know why. It's a social event. It's something to do. They just are too. I'm looking for the word. I'm trying to be generous. What's what's a good word? I mean, dumb. That's that's too simple. Well, they are dumb. Many of them. 
but they're just too shallow. That's a good word. They're too shallow, like a wading pond, to go and really get into whatever the act, whether it's a concert, whether it's a sporting event. They're too goddamn shallow. They don't have any interest or any real concept of what it is they're watching anyway, but somebody gave them the tickets or whatever. And so they're there. It's something to do. Get them out of the house. And, Debbie, what you have to understand is they're there to be an impediment to our enjoyment of what the event is. I dread to think because you know something? Since we've had the Panthers every year on New Year's Day, it's like a tradition. They had that noon game, usually against the Boston Bruins or the Ducks or somebody like that. Noon game on New Year's Day. How are they going to have a hockey game on New Year's Day on January 1st, 2000? How are they going to, are they going to be able to print those tickets up? No. Is Ticketmaster going to, have to be able to sell the Panther pack in the morning? No. Because when you get up on that morning, it's going to say January 1st, 1900. And there wasn't even any National Hockey League in 1900. How the hell is Ticketmaster going to be able to sell tickets for a game that's being played in the previous century? In fact, how can, how can the uh, organization print them up? Like maybe on a printing press? Yeah. No. Come on. No, no, seriously, you're laughing hysterically, but, but every one of these hysterical reactions that people have are so embarrassing and so stupid and so idiotic. I mean, like when you go to the ATM, let's suppose your ATM at the bank. Bank is closed, okay? January 1st. It's a holiday. It's New Year's Day. Bank is closed. You go to the ATM, plus it's Saturday anyway. Most banks are closed. You go there to get 100 bucks cash. You put your card in there, and the bank computer hasn't been fixed, which, of course, they'll all be fixed by that time. But nevertheless, let's assume your dinky little bank, they haven't fixed it. And the bank computer, the ATM computer, thinks, oh, my God, it's January 1st, 1900. Is that going to make any difference as to whether it dishes out the cash? But ATMs didn't exist in the <laughs> Yeah, but what about those little plastic cards? No. Huh? Well, them either. So the so the ATM, the computer is going to go back and look at your balance on January 1st, 1900. They're going to say, no. sorry. Huh? Yeah, that's right. They're going to, they're going to look up <laughs> what your balance was. On January 1st, 1900, say, oh, you didn't have no money in this bank. Of course, this bank wasn't here. There was no such thing as an ATM. There was no such thing as a goddamn computer and an airplane because there wasn't any airplane. You weren't born yet. Oh, well, now you're, now see, you're nitpicking again. Now you're being as shallow as some of those assholes at the Macarena. Don't start bringing logic into this. Just bring fear and terror and paranoia. Oh, my God, the ATM is going to say, who are you? You weren't even born then. This is January 1st, 1900. You don't even exist. Right? Isn't that right? Uh-huh. But the good news is you'll be able to invest in all those stocks at a really, really low rate. No, you won't because the stock market's going to be all that. That'll be all uh, screwed up. Plus, they're not open Saturday anyway. And even if they were, it's uh, January 1st. It's New Year's Day. Oh, this is beautiful. And the lady with the toilet paper, all, you know something? It's a good thing, lady, that you got all that toilet paper because you're full of crap. That's right. And she's stocking up beans. <laughs> Woo! Heavy duty, baby, for the 21st century. Here's Miami. Hello. Hey, how you doing, Neil? Okay, sir. I don't want to be around her house right after the first of the year. Full of beans. Uh, three things. 
Did you catch 60 Minutes last night? Yes. Did you see the GM thing with Kenneth Starr? You didn't mention it. I know you mentioned him earlier in the program. Yeah, I, I didn't watch the piece because everybody knew about that. He's he's, oh. he's the attorney for the tobacco company for General Motors, where they're blowing up uh, cars. Yeah, okay, right. The cars are blown. There was a memo. Oh, that one lawyer. Saying, yeah. The lawyer sent to another lawyer, and this lawyer went on like six or seven times in depositions or in court and lied. And Kenneth Starr was the lawyer that knew that he was lying under oath. Right. And yet he was defending the guy. Uh huh. I couldn't believe it. My dad works for GM. He hates him. Well, the guy was probably a right winger, so there you go. Yeah, well, he never I, met a right winger he didn't like. I, I imagine how much crap they're going to dig up about, about Kenneth Starr in the next couple of years. I mean, we know enough, but there's there's a lot more. All there. of these things. Yeah. A lot more. I and your your conversation is timely. My aunt called me from Ohio at her church. They had this hysterical. Thing going on about the Y2K. She called me. <laughs> and I said, It's a church thing. It's a crazy religious nut thing. <laughs> she was telling me they're talking about no electricity. I said, Well, then drive down here in the wintertime. Yeah. And I told her, I said, The only thing you need to worry about, her husband's on um, Social Security now. He just retired last year. Oh, that's right. I said, What you do? Well, see, Clinton already said the Social Security is uh, that it's Y2K ready. So there's no problem getting the checks. I told her you go to your bank. This is February. Keep this in mind. This is February 1999. We're talking almost a year from now, right? I said, go to your bank and ask them if the computers are going to be ready. And if they're not, just pull a little extra money out. Oh, my God. But, the, the, you know, she was almost hysterical because they'd worked her up in such a frenzy about this whole thing that's going to happen next year. Can can you imagine the days, the week? I mean, first of all, it's you know Christmas and Hanukkah and New Year's. Already, the stores every year are jam packed. Exactly. Anyway, can well, you but, imagine that week just before New Year's this coming year? No, you know what? I'd rather have them all worked up now and go out and buy all their crap now, and then we can go in the stores right after the New Year's and buy anything we want. That stores would be empty because they've already stockpiled all their crap to begin with. And I got one more question. I got a twelve pack of Charmin. Can I swap it for your Corvette? No. Okay. Barter guy. We have an open line in Dade, 400 and Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the prestigious mobile one line, 1057 at 560 QAM. There's no fags in, in the church. Do you like chili? Really hot chili? Then you should try O'Malley's new really f***ing hot chili. That's right, O'Malley's new really f***ing hot chili is so hot it's guaranteed to burn the roof of your f***ing mouth or your money back. Made from the hottest jalapenos, spices, and peppers. After just one bite, you'll say, wow, that's the hottest chili I've ever tasted. That's O'Malley's new really f***ing hot chili from the makers of goddamn good chowder and ass chicken soup. Pick some up at your f***ing grocer today. Remember, if it's not O'Malley's, it's not that f***ing hot. It puts the lotion in the basket. It's 1101 at 560 WQAM. By the way, I'll get to the PDR, the Family Guide to Prescription Drugs, in a moment. By the way, thanks very much to the guy that called Friday and reminded me that I should go out and get the new one. When you start reading about the possible side effect of all of these drugs, it kind of makes you wonder what the hell it's all about, you know, besides somebody making a lot of money. All of these things. At any rate, let's uh, take a call from Kendall. Hello. Kendall. Going once. Going twice. Hello, Neil. Yes, ma'am. Sir. couple yes. things. Yes. Hear about Andre Bruce. Andre Bruce? Yes. Who's Andre Bruce? Oakland Raiders defensive end and former. Never heard of him. Former Falcons first round draft. If he can do, uh, what's his name? Andre Bruce. The Napoleon Kaufman? On page 13C of yesterday's Herald. Yeah. Former Falcon draft pick Andre Bruce was arrested Thursday night at 9 p.m. after he stopped his car in Atlanta on Metropolitan Parkway and offered an undercover officer $20 for oral sex. Oh, my God. Yeah. I guess he's taking a 
something from Eugene Robinson, learning lessons from. Yeah. One more thing. Yes, sir. A uh, little spy report. You know Billy Sack? Billy Clark? We have what? Billy Lewis. You know how he's back? Billy Lewis. Oh, yeah, Guiding Light. Him and his wife were arrested. I passed, they were, I, but I know that, but they were arrested when? About nine months ago. Oh, I know. We know that. That's old news. But somebody called in the interim. I'm so glad you mentioned that. And have a nice day, sir. You're incoherent. Uh, but somebody called and said that he was dead. The actor that played, remember that, on Guiding Light? And I said, well, I never read about that because they lived down here and they got busted uh, a few months ago. And, of course, he's had a few uh, <laughs> problems along the way, whatever that guy's name is who plays Billy Lewis on Guiding Light. And right there to, at the end of the show on Friday or close to the end of the show, which is becoming so traumatic we can't even stand it anymore, in walks Billy Lewis. He must be back from the dead. Oh! Oh, that's another thing that's going to happen, by the way, the Y2K. All the dead people are going to come back. Yeah, that's right. Roy Rogers is coming back. Gene Autry's coming back. All the dead cowboys are coming back. But they're going to rapture. They're not going to like be wandering around or anything. They're going <laughs> to rupture, especially if they wind up at that house and plantation where she's got all them bean stockpiles. <laughs> Woo! Open line of date, all 400 in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Kindle. Hello. Neil, how you doing this okay, morning? Okay, sir. I'm glad you brought up this uh, Y2K problem. It's been uh, it's been something I've been joking about for quite a while and all the panic that seems to be going on. And, and the churches really seem to be kind of the center. You know, they're in there stirring they're it up. They're the, man. They're beating it. It's the second coming, if you will. Of, yeah, because, uh, because the calendar whatever. is changing. Doesn't that make a lot of sense? No. The calendar is changing. Therefore, Jesus is coming back, and the world is going to end, and uh, the end of civilization, et cetera, and so on. I mean, we're talking about a level of superstition that is so embarrassing that uh, you don't know whether to laugh or cry. You know, it's reached epidemic proportions just about. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. I was, uh, I was eating lunch over at this little restaurant over here by my house the other day, and sitting behind me were like three uh, like traveling preacher kind of people. Mm-hmm. And they were having, it was almost like a little uh, revival going on right in the restaurant behind me. And I'm, you know, kind of eavesdropping on their conversation. And this guy starts saying, yeah, well, I'm getting, a, I'm getting a nutritional meal for my body. I'm getting a spiritual meal for my body. All at the same time. And I have just cracked it. I wonder after that nutritional meal passes through his body, does he take a good nutritional crap? I don't know, but then he got real quiet, and this is what I wanted to tell you about, because this is really bizarre. He got real quiet, and he said, they, they start talking some kind of scripture thing, mm-hmm. and then he says, and that's why God hates the Jews. And then they start talking about something else, and I kind of oh, couldn't really hear exactly what they said. I mean, it, it just almost made me puke. I wanted to say to these guys, look, you guys stole your God from the Jews, you know, and, and you're telling them what's wrong, and it, it, was, just, it was just so bizarre, and it was just... It was almost, you know, unreal. It was surreal. Absolutely. Yes, but if God is perfect, how can God hate anybody? Oh, sorry. I don't know either. And God is invulnerable. How come he invented man with all these foibles and weaknesses so that man is not invulnerable like stupid man? I have no idea. I mean, even Chris Reeves is wheeling around in that chair. How come he didn't at least Superman? Why didn't he make him invulnerable? I got two more quick things, Neil, and then, uh, then I can get back to the book here. Yes. Um, there's a book. I know. I just ordered that uh, Templeton book, The Farewell to God. It's right. coming in any day now. And also, How come that book can't be bought in the bookstores in America? You know, I was in Borders last night getting this PDR book, and I was thinking to myself, how come? what kind of a country is this where you can't get an anti-religion book like that by have, a guy who's uh, such a genius? I have no idea, but there's, a, there's another book. Uh, it's an older book. You might even have read it by Walter Kaufman. It's called uh, Critique of Religion and Philosophy. No. And this guy just rips everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he lays nothing sacred. He rips Christianity. He rips Judaism. He, he, he 
he just rips everybody. He rips all the philosophers. This guy is probably the world's biggest cynic of all time. All right. And uh, in closing, Neil, um, I'd just like to say maybe make a slight adjustment to the Constitution and the Bill of Rights instead of freedom of religion. It should be freedom from religion. Well, we're supposed to already have that. Oh, uh, I'm not. I'm, oh. Okay, have a great day, I, sir. Which, of course, uh, that story, somebody faxed me. I already had that clipped out. Sentence reversed in Cincinnati over Bible verse. Did you see this story? Oh, yeah. Don't you understand? We've got to get that good old-time religion in because... That's the American fucking way. A prosecutor said on Saturday he was appalled by an appeals court decision to overturn a prison sentence for a child rapist because the judge, when imposing punishment, had quoted from the Bible. In a two-to-one verdict, the Ohio First District Court of Appeals late Friday reversed the 51-year sentence of James Arnett, 33, who had pleaded guilty in January to 10 counts of rape involving the 8-year-old daughter of his fiancée. I'm absolutely appalled by this ruling, Hamilton County Prosecutor Mike Allen said. For 200 years in this country, judges have been voting, invoking scripture in a courtroom. I think this, is reverse, this reversal of sentence is total nonsense. In its majority opinion, the appeals court said Judge Melba Marsh clearly was influenced in her sentencing by a passage from the Bible. She therefore denied the defendant his right to due process by violating the guarantee of separation of church and state, it said. By factoring in religion, the court is acting outside of Ohio's sentencing guidelines, as well as violating the offender's due process rights, Judge Mark Painter wrote in his majority opinion. Judge Marsh said in the courtroom that she had used the Bible as an additional source of help in determining the severity of the sentence. She quoted from Matthew, But whosoever shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it would be better for him that a millstone were hanged around his neck and that he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Allen said he would try to make sure Arnett remains in prison until the case goes back to Judge Marsh for a new sentence. He likely will appeal the decision of the Ohio Supreme Court. So in other words, we all want him in jail uh -huh. for like 100 years, uh -huh. but maybe the judge should stop quoting from all this horse, uh, horseball stuff. Is that incredible or what? Crazy-ass judge. He's quoting from the Bible. The Bible said this, and the Bible said that, and uh, et cetera and so on. Beauty. Like I said. That's the American fucking way. That good old black magic, baby. That good old hocus-pocus.
Okay, 11-14 at 560 WQM. Well, I'll tell you, week Monday again, second week in a row. I mean, desperate. One call on the board, and then the, I'll do my thing from the PDR. Let's get lunch from Chuck's. We'll have lunch, play a lot of stuff. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Palm Beach. Hello. Yes, sir, Mr. Neil Rogers. Yes. Yes, this is uh, Scott from uh, Palm Beach. I'm a butler in Palm Beach. I work for a billionaire, and I've been listening to you since 1976. Sir. Yeah. And I have four things on my plate, and I'm going to go down the list here. I write things down this way. I don't waste your time or your audience. Take all the time you want, Scott. You're the only caller on the board. Take all what the time. What a guy. What a time. They got nothing place. to say today. Yeah. All right. Uh, number one, the years. They're, out there, they're all out there buying bottled water and batteries. Yeah, there's a, and guess beans. what? That's, that's number one right yes. here. The year 2000, guess what? Those Beastly Brothers, they have computers, right? You're not going to be on the air. You may be off the air at the year 2000. I guarantee you one thing, sir. January 1st, 2000, <laughs> I will not be on the air. You can bet your life on it. All right, number two. Number one, it's a holiday. Number two, it's a Saturday. So far, two, that's 80 strikes right there. All right, here comes number two. Yes. Cops find felons by stopping drivers with their radar. You know, they find people that are DUI guys that are on the road when they shouldn't be on the road. So guys like you that uh, have their uh, – that are – well, that's number two. That so they, they, well, I know you you carry on about how the cops with their radars they should they should be doing something else, but they find felons by stopping these people. All right, let me see your well, ID. Well, let me ask you this: how, how about if they just stop everybody? No, sir. No, 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 no. Hell yeah, they'll find a lot more criminals if they just stop everybody. They'll they'll be at the end of every street and they'll just stop everybody. Number three. In, in other words, you're justifying speed traps. Is that what you're saying, sir? Well, not exactly. Yeah. Okay. Number just, three. All right. Number three. Oh. <laughs> when you when you go, uh, yeah, I know uh -huh. it's time almost to hang up on. It's getting three. close, yeah. Number three, I'm getting close. Number three, I believe you. Uh, I believe you. Uh, <laughs> stop it! We yeah. stop it! Hey, listen. Oh, I number got, three, come on, let's right. go. Like wait I said, wait uh, to hear number four. Wait to hear number four about the uh, the party that we served and everybody was in tuxedos. Yeah, and they all jumped in the pool nude. Yeah, and politicians. I won't mention any names. Mm -hmm. Billionaires, politicians, and uh, people that know you. All right, number three. Yeah. All right, all right. Hold on. There's nobody else on the on the phone. Yeah, yeah. So we got on. other people on the phone. It's only a four-hour show. Okay, let's get to the <laughs> good stuff. Because so right. far we've had nothing but pure <laughs> crap. <laughs> uh, you are. Um, you're the one. Uh, oh gosh, you, you lost. My okay, team. have a great day. Woo! Wow. Like I said, don't complain about the calls when you get a call like that. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. He only had the uh, what seventy or eighty different things that he wanted to talk about, right? All of these things. Yeah. Here's a mobile in Delray Beach. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. We watched something on Channel Ten News the other night that had us so outraged that I had to bring it to your attention. It was yes. The most. Um, remember a couple of months ago. Uh, no. A man and his son were riding on a motorcycle, and they were hit by a hit-and-run driver, left on the road dead. No. And witnesses, witnesses, it was up in Pompano, and witnesses saw somebody get out of the car and uh, take a license tag off their car and flee. And they found the car on the Sawgrass Expressway, and, and long, long story into short, they tracked it down to this 18-year-old basketball star girl basketball star from Ely High. Mm -hmm. And now she committed vehicular manslaughter 
hit and run and left the scene of the crime. Yeah. So, so they, they they tracked her down and they arrested her and everything else like that. They had a a feature on what the aftermath of all this was on the, on the news on uh, on Thursday night. You mean how did this impact your career? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> exactly. Now this is right. a kid, a girl in high school. Mm-hmm. So so they show the the widow of the, of the man that was killed and she's saying, I can't believe this is happening. And what do they show? But they show her basketball coach. And he gets up there and says, yeah, well, she crowds the middle and she makes the shot. And they show pictures of this girl, this this Amazon mutant, yeah. running around and making shots. And she's not in jail. She's nothing. Like, nothing's happened. Nothing but what do you mean she's any- nothing? She, there's no charges? There's got to be charges. There's, there's, there's been, like, well, she's out there walking around and, and playing basketball for Ely High. And, that's, yeah. and, and, and like, well, how, oh, about Brian, how about Brian Blades? He's exactly. running fast and jumping high. But but it's just Sir, it's you so, don't understand the, the world of the the jockocracy in America, you've got a whole different set of rules. I mean, how about O. J. He's walking around loose. He only killed two people. But I mean this this woman killed somebody, yeah. ran off, right. tried to tried to completely conceal the evidence. Yeah. Uh, took the VIN number off the car the whole nine yards. Yeah. And she's out there playing basketball and running uh, what is it, jumping high and jumping running. Jumping high, running, running fast and stuffing fast. it. She's stuffing it, yeah. It's it's un it's Unbelievable how how that's the American fucking way. That's right. Well, I mean, you know, somebody else undoubtedly, undoubtedly. I didn't see it. Seen, uh, it was it was the most incredible thing. I mean, how how what what perversity and what nerve it takes to to sit there and say, well, you know, uh, she feels real sorry about it, and and the only thing that can be said about this girl is that is that she runs. And jumps she runs and, and jumps. There you go. That's that's and, America for you. Like Calm and, down. And, Take two and call and, me in the morning. Okay. He's out of control. But Mike Tyson's in jail. <laughs> yeah, there you go. At least for six months. He'll be out in six months of good behavior. But in Indiana, because this is going to be a violation of his parole, he could get another four or five years. <laughs> yeah. Look at all the money it's going to save all you suckers out there that keep subsidizing this this scumbag, this human piece of dreck, <laughs> subhuman dreck. <laughs> Every time he fights some other piece of, like, like that big fat German that he uh, just fought here a month or whenever ago at the MGM. Pathetic. It's like, it's like some kind of a mental illness in this country. The bigger the scumbag, the more they're attracted to him. It's a freak show. Open line at Broward 2 and Dade, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. How are you today? Okay. Good. I want to uh, thank you for taking my call. You've got a very uh, interesting and entertaining show. Uh, I was calling because I thought that, uh, you know, the people may not be so talkative today because they haven't had their uh, hypochondriac diagnosis for the day. I know I tuned in late, but I didn't know if you had covered that today. My hypochondriac diagnosis? Yeah. Remember last week you were talking about how everybody's sick and we have to pick an illness for the day? Yeah. I didn't know if we had done that yet today. Not yet, no. Well, there's a lot of what people. What do you got? Who, um, Sounded to me like that butler had a mental illness. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he was flying on all thrusters. But uh, you know what? I haven't even had time to uh, think about what Probably was thinking his boyfriend. Today. What's that? I said, what is it? Oh, nothing. I, all I was saying was that I haven't had the opportunity to diagnose myself today. I was going to to draw from your wisdom before I made an assessment. Yeah, okay, well, go work on it. Okay, I think your uh, your problem is lack of material. Okay, we got one call on the board. So I'm not going to waste time with these calls. You got nothing to say today. Okay, why why didn't you say, say that at the beginning of the show? You've got no material. 
I got tons of material here. They got none. Here's Fort Myers. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. If they have door-to-door searches of private homes, do you think they'd find uh, felons? That, that's In fact, it's funny you should mention that, but they're going to be staring that next Monday. Because this Thursday or Friday, Ken Starr, they're going to finish up this, this penis gate thing. So starting Monday, Ken Starr is going to be, um, that's going to be his next project. How about check Door-to-door searches to find felons. I mean, this guy was on acid or something, this butler, this lunatic. How about checkpoints on the road just stop you, not for speed? Checkpoint or... Charlie, checkpoint Upchuck, checkpoint Virginia, checkpoint everybody, that's right. Think they'd find felons? No question about it. How about if they, uh, you have to present put that, your... Put that damn John Walsh right out of business, that America's most wanted. Who needs him? Well, we can we can just be stopping everybody in their house, in restaurants, in, in tea rooms. Sidewalks. In tea rooms. Out there on a the sidewalk, stop pedestrians. Uh-oh, you look suspicious. Let's check your ID. No, oh, you look at that. We got a felon. You don't have to look suspicious. You have to present your ID to all law enforcement agencies upon demand just on a whim. Right. Yeah. We find felons. So I guess we need all of these things. Starts Monday, sir, at a uh, neighborhood near you. Excellent idea, pal. Once we get through with this penis penis gate, let's embark on all of these things and get with it. But like I said, the butler was on acid. Wasn't that the name of a movie? The butler was on acid? Man, what a maniac. Open line at Broward, all 10 and Dade, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. As we try to squeeze a little something out of this audience today, just squeeze a little something. That's what we're getting. So anyway, getting back to speaking to the guy that had nothing to say about illness. And I'm very grateful, by the way. Was it a doctor? Somebody that called on Friday when I was talking about this thing I've had and going to my uh, Dr. Pascunyak at Cleveland Clinic. I'm very grateful to the guy that says it takes seven, what do you say, seven to 30 days to get a prescription drug out of your system? Isn't that what he said? One guy said 30. One guy said two. No, two is not the answer. But at any rate, because this thing is much, much better, in fact, you'll see the rash is just about gone, but it takes time to get that crap out of your system. But anyway, I did go out yesterday to Borders and pick up the PDR, the Family Guide to Prescription Drugs, the brand new one. Now, as great as my doctor is over there at Cleveland Clinic, I do want to say this. He was wrong on one count because, you know, I give him all the symptoms, all the problems I've had for seven or eight weeks, and he said, oh, yeah, these are all symptoms of uh, allergic reaction to Adelaide, but except the rash. He says, I don't know what that is. Well, guess what? I even got it circled right here. In fact, wait until you hear. This is only one drug, okay, nephetapine, brand names Procardia, Procardia XL, Adelat, and Adelat CC, which is what I was taking, CC time release. Stop and listen. Open up your ears and listen to the potential side effects of one drug. More common side effects may include constipation, (laughs) cough, dizziness, fatigue, Flushing, giddiness, headache, heartburn, heat sensation, lightheadedness, mood changes, muscle cramps, nasal congestion, nausea, sore throat, swelling of the arms, legs, hands, and feet, tremors, wheezing. Less common side effects may include abdominal pain, blurred vision, chest congestion, chills, cramps, (coughs) diarrhea, (coughs) difficult or labored breathing, difficulty in balance, difficulty sleeping, drowsiness, dry cough, dry mouth, excessive sweating, fever, fluttering heartbeat. Gas, general chest pain, hives, impotence, indigestion, itching, jitteriness, joint pain, leg cramps, muscle and bone inflammation, nervousness, pain, production of large amounts of pale urine, rash, sexual difficulties, shakiness, shortness of breath, skin inflammation, sleep disturbances, sleepness, sleepiness, stiff joints, tingling or pins and needles, weakness. Rare side effects may include, I'm not even, we haven't even started yet. 
Rare side effects may include abnormal or terrifying dreams, anemia, anxiety, arthritis, back pain, belching, blood in the urine, breast development in males, breast pain, breathing disorders, dark stools containing blood. Oh, maybe that's what Roy had. Decreased sex drive, depression, distorted taste, dull sense of touch, excessive urination at night, facial swelling, fainting, fever, gout, gum overgrowth, hair loss, hepatitis, hives, hot flashes, increased angina, increased swelling, inflammation of the sinuses, inflamed and peeling skin and other skin disorders, irregular heartbeat, migraine, muscle incoordination, muscle pain, muscle tension, nosebleeds, painful or difficult urination, paranoia, rapid heartbeat, reddish or purplish spots under the skin, ringing in the ears, sensitivity to light, swelling around the eyes or mouth and throat with breathing difficulty, tearing eyes. Eyes, temporary blindness, temporary blindness, upper respiratory tract infections, feeling vague feeling of illness, vertigo, vision changes, vomiting, <laughs> and weight gain. <laughs> That's it. That's the end of the list. Oh, God. Anybody have a heart or a liver? While God gave man the ability to pee while standing up, he also gave women the capacity for multiple orgasms. And as far as things go on the fairness scale, we think we got kind of gypped. I mean, really, women can at least squat if they have to. But what are we supposed to do, go again? I don't think so. Or at least I didn't until I met Sleazy T. Yo, I'm Sleazy T, maker of the all-new prescription medication Benzodiapathiamine, also known by its shelf name, Forgasm. The pill that loads you up with four times the normal amount of sexual loving. Now, with Sleazy T's Forgasm, I have the best of both worlds. I can take a leak off the side of my boat and then hump all night long. No restrictions. Forgasm can result in penile explosions. I'm not going to repeat that again because you heard what I said. There's a reason for just one happy verse, but if you feel the need to circumvent Mother Nature yet again, be our guest and try Forgasm today. Also look for I Want a Womb 2, the latest envy drug from the medicine cabinet of Sleazy T, coming soon. It's 1132 at 560 WQM. Here's a call from Toronto. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. How's it going? Okay. You have a great show, first of all. Yes, I do. Oh, you have a fantastic. I, mean, I can't believe I'm actually listening to your show on the net. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And the price is right. Even sneaking across the border, how do you like that? <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. So uh, Wait till that frog Jean Chrétien finds out we're sneaking across the border. He'll be yeah. really PO'd. Oh, he's going to be really All those frogs, yeah. Oh, I know. I'm, you know, from Toronto. I used to live in Montreal, but I decided to leave. Congratulations getting out, sir. Will the last English-speaking uh, Canadian get to close the door, squeeze the flag? That's right. Hopefully, uh, uh, we'll see what happens. But, uh, so, what do you think of the trade with Bure? What do I think of it? Yeah. What's not to like? Oh, it's a great Now trade. we just got to get him back in shape again. We got to hope that he's not out for too many games, because eh? it's obvious without him, this team is a little on the weak side. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It was a great trade. 100% a great trade by Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah, so... Uh, you think they're going to make the playoffs? I guess so, yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. In fact, Denise Potvin, one of the most idiotic comments, it was in the Pittsburgh game the other night, and he was saying, well, you know, even before the Veray trade, the Panthers looked like a team that was going to make the playoffs, and I just <laughs> I just laughed my ass off. I mean, this man is so dumb. Well, another frog, you know, what do you expect? That's right. And the least beat New Jersey there. How do you like that, sir? Oh, oh well, actually, I'm a bunch of Canadians. And then, oh, so, uh, God. To me, it's I can't like, believe you said that. I know, I know, I know. But well, kick some Ottawa ass, okay? The Leafs can use some help. Oh, I know that. And have a great day. Eh? Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. what's your one eight hundred number? Don't travel. Eight hundred number? <laughs> yeah, one. No. One eight hundred cheap as dirt. That's our number. <laughs> have a great day, eh? Okay, see you around. Spare some change, Mister. Get out of here. See if he was a Leaf fan, he'd have been on a lot longer. But he's a Canadians fan. Oh boy. Well, he can't help it.
We have an open line of date, 567-0560 and pound 560 on the AT&T line. How about if I read all those side effects again, huh? Including rash. There you go. You're a great guy, Dr. Paskunyak, but you better look at the uh, PDR, okay? Rash and those other 8 million possible side effects, too. I thought you were a little more giddy than usual. Rhymes with, here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Okay. I, I got a question for you. Uh, uh, can you share with your audience when when your lover is banging you in the butt? Oh, God. Another, another pathetic sp- uh, spick. That's all they know, man. That's all they know is... That's it. Maricón and rectum. those are the only two words in their vocabulary. That's it. That's a medley of your expertise, pal. Rectum. Yeah, but have a nice life. And we're so glad that you're listening, okay, you little uh, maricón. Un maricón grande, grandísimo. We have an open line in date, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. See, they, they just can't handle it. It's so disturbing to them. They can't turn it off because I'm the only person in the world that will actually out them on the air as a class of people, as a group. Bunch of little, and hey, what's wrong with that? Okay, they like to spread it around. They like to spread it. Correct them. That too. Here's uh, Coral Springs. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. This is uh, Julio calling from Coral Springs, and uh, it's embarrassing to... Is there anything in besides and uh, Maricona? Is there anything else in your vocabulary, sir? Very embarrassing. Well, I hope to add something to the show. That's all we get that from the South Florida Spick community. That's all we get on this show. That's well, like 98% of the calls are just well, like Neil, that old jackass I just had on there. Well, something got me to thinking. Uh, this Y2K, both, uh, you know, both, both crap, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's nothing... That's what it is. Uh the people have been scared. I don't know if it's by uh, Bill Gates or IBM or somebody, and all they have to do is go out and buy new computers or fix them up, and these people are going to make more money than ever. Well, there's no question. It's a cottage industry now. And they sit people there. are the, making the, billions in this. The people sit there like trained circus seals, you know, clapping and, you know, give me more computers, more computers. Right. And thinking about trained circus seals got me to thinking about something else. Uh, this is a little bit of a Spanglish language state for you. Uh, the Spanish word for seal is F-O-C-A, foca. So if you ever see a pregnant seal, you say, look at that mother foca. Really? I hope you can use that material. Is in foca in la boca? That, well, the foca and whatever you want to do it. Okay, and have a great day. See what I'm saying about those? Uh... <laughs> oh. We have an open line in the Broward, 5670560, pound 560. That's our poll question today, by the way. We haven't had one yet. That's our poll question. Why is it that the South Florida, I'm not going to say Hispanic community, it's the Cuban community. You know, those Puerto Ricans, they got other things on their mind, like switchblades. But in the Colombians, uh, they're into the uh, white powder. But the Cubans, they're like obsessed with a human rectum. All they know, in fact, we had such a flood of calls there several months ago when we were talking about anal sex. And I would say that 110% of those callers were uh, Cubans. They're like obsessed with rectum. That, that's all they know is ass. Gordon gives South Florida a major blowjob. Are you in search of a high-paying temporary job but sick of the rules and regulations that govern the civilized business world? Then perhaps you should join the other thugs at the Latrell Sprewell Temporary Service. At the Latrell Sprewell Temporary Service, you'll be trained in the fine art of employer-worker relationships by Mr. Sprewell himself. Now say for instance, some big fat cracker asks you to send a fax form. You just smile, rip the machine out the wall, and tell him you're gonna kill You'll also be schooled in Mr. Sprewell's revolutionary computer technique. Now, if someone asks you if you know how to use Windows, you reply, I sure as hell know how to throw your dumb ass out of one. 
And best of all, the Latrell Spreewell Temporary Service teaches all its employees Mr. Spreewell's time-tested salary negotiation methods. Once you get your hands around his neck, you apply constant pressure. Mr. to see things your way. Employees at the Latrell Spreewell Temporary Service can make as much as $17.3 million every two years with five months off to run people off the road with your Lexus. The Latrell Spreewell Temporary Service. Call today. By the way, Latrine was just named president of that new group up in New York since he came to the next SIS. Yeah, SIS, Scumbags in Sports. That sounds like my lunch coming through the door with my good close personal friend Chuck, and it is. Thank God. Good to see you, Chuck. I'm looking forward to that thing so much. I've been thinking all weekend about that beautiful chef salad that George had on Sunday or Friday, whatever day it was. I'm incoherent just thinking about it. Here's Wilmington, North Carolina. Hello. Hey, uh, Nick. What's your name again? Neil? Ed. Is this Neil, Ed? Yes. Hey, this is Joe. Yes, Joe. Um, yeah, I was talking with Thanks, my friend. Thanks, Chuck. Hello? Joe, Ed, whatever you have. Yes, go ahead. Um, yeah, sorry about that. Um, I was talking with my friend down in uh, Miami last night. I used to live down there. Right. And uh, we got into a little discussion about evolution, and uh, we were talking about the year 2000 also. Oh, yeah. And, uh, he was, you know, he uh, called me this morning and was playing me your show and gave me your number, and I was list- I've been listening to you for about an hour. Pretty, right. Pretty interesting. Um. I don't know. It, it just seems that uh, I don't know where to start. It seems that uh, nobody wants to. Uh, only only wisdom that we have as Christians is from the Word of God. Oh. So in other words, you're limited to all that uh, all the bubble mice in the Bible. You can't learn anything by like uh, you know reading a book, or any other book, or like a life experience, or uh, you know just common sense, or seeing on what's going on around you. Well, that's all part of it. But uh, just to get down to nuts and bolts, I mean. How are how are we supposed to have any kind of uh Well where does it say in the uh, in the good book anything about the Y two K problem? Did I miss something in there? Well, to slow down a little bit, how are we supposed to reason and, and talk and have a conversation if basically, you know, your view is that all this is a bunch of hogwash and superstition? Because that's my opinion. So how how can how can I have a conversation with you? in other words, you think that I should just agree with you and then we can have a conversation? No, I'm not saying that's that. my opinion. It is okay. a bunch of crap. It's about superstitious bull crap. But how how uh when I'm looking at all these other things, how how can you like say what? that when you don't take the time to look at any of this stuff in detail? Like like what? Well, in other words, when you when you say things like all of these things, yeah, the, uh, the Holy Bible is just a, a bunch of bull but, but give me an example. Okay. You say I'm not looking at all of these things. I've read all of that crap years and years ago, and it yeah. was crap then. And so, but what do you t- give me a, an example? Well, as far as archaeology goes and history, you know, it sounds like you're pretty intelligent, and you and you know, you probably try to stay up on top of things. As far as the history of the world goes, it's kind of hard to deny the uh, amount of evidence that backs up the Bible and the amount of It's hard to deny that the world has been here for like five or 6,000 years when we have fossil evidence that it's been here for billions of years? Well, see, that's the thing. You have a lot of Christians. Or is that another nowadays. communist conspiracy, sir? I'll, I'll totally Carbon agree. Carbon dating, that's another commie pinko conspiracy? Let me, uh, let me, let me talk Carolina. about this for a minute. Yes. The, uh, I, I would totally agree with you that Christianity has a bad name. But there are it doesn't make any difference whether it's Christianity, Judaism, uh, Buddhism. It's all a bunch of crap. It was invented by man because man's afraid to die. That's why. Well, the thing is, you know, yeah. Christianity. What is, what is the thing? Well, when you, when you bash Christians and you bash Christianity, it's easy to do if you don't understand what's really happening. Well, well you, you keep, you know something? Because I talk to people, I've been doing this for 100 years, and I talk to people like you who keep repeating glittering generality. You're not saying anything. Well, the thing is, there's what is what is really happening that I'm missing, sir? Explain okay. it to me. What, what's Lay it out for me. You're looking at the surface. You're looking at just the mere. Well, what's surface. happening under the surface? What's going on there? A lot. Is it the secret surface? Well, 
There's more than meets the eye, man. Like you what? Have, you have to get give into me it an example. I, I've asked you for like three minutes. You've been on now to give me one example, and you can't do it. What? what give me. Give, ask me a specific question. Where did cancer come from? Well, that's where I, I. I'd love to get into it with you. The whole reason why people are dying, and you say, "Oh, God's an asshole," and this and that, and and why is he killing people if if he loves if God is love? Why He's is an asshole. Happening, yeah. Right. Well, the reason is, I believe, it, it's simply taught mm. in the Bible that. He's doing this, he's permitting this now so that we learn what's going on, the permission of evil. He, we're learning now. The best way to learn... Well, what, are, what are we learning? What does somebody experience. learn that goes through some horrible death that dies of some grotesque disease because God created invented some virus, some horrendous life form? What, what do we learn? I know it's not easy, but I'm, I'm trying to explain it to you as simple as I can. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, so you have to come down to my level. Well, I'm not. I'm not trying to say I'm any better than you. We're all, we're all in it. No, so say something. We're Tell all me the same something. Boat. I'm trying to, man. We're all learning about what not to do. We're learning about death, but that's why Jesus came on the earth to pay oh, for us. Okay, have a great day. Hey, yeah, Jesus. get out of here. And you like North Carolina, huh, idiot? I like the mountains. Yeah, I got news for Rivers, you. Lakes, He's an intellectual streams. compared to the people up there in the mountains. They're they're like they're like right. kin from the assholes in Aintree. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't go there for the Wait company. Wait till they find out. Uh, you know, you look like kind of white bread, like generic. Uh-huh. You don't look at all Cuban. You haven't seen many Cubans then. What does that mean? I look like all the Cubans I know. No, you don't, you don't look You don't look the least bit Cuban. I look like every Cuban in my family. I'm darker than most. You're darker than most? You're as pale as cats with a ghost. I've got blue-eyed blondes in the family. Yeah, so what does that have? But uh, Let me say it again. I'm talking about to the uninitiated. Yeah, they all think like that those Cubans are Mexicans. Sure, they think you're what? They all think that Cubans are brown people. You're I'm you're trying to obfuscate, okay? This right. is great I fit in just Thanks, Chuck. This is the best lunch I ever had in my life. Best meat in the world. Huh? What? So you, we were talking about the mugwumps in North Carolina. No, I'm talking about the cold cuts and the cheese and all this good stuff in here. This is this is my lunch for life. This is my Atkins uh, solution now. I'm saying that they would look at you and they would think there's a little uh, uh, cracker there. They wouldn't think you're Cuban. Right. And that's the only reason that you're uh, sliding by up there. Now, once those folks Cubans. up there in the mountains from Aintree find out where your uh, ancestors are from, they all know. then they're, yeah, right, that's what you think. Wait till the word gets out. I'm going to rent billboards up there just to show you what those people are really like. The mountain and hope, and the just hope that on. you make it back in one piece. The mountain that our house is on is known as the Cuban Mountain. Really? The Cubans live there. We have an open line at Brian. Now, now, seriously, let, let's talk about this, okay? Because this guy from North Carolina, I mean, this this was pathetic. Did he really say anything? No. no he just, like all of them, he just keeps going around in a circle. And, well, you know, you, if you would just look at the, uh, beneath the surface and look at the, yeah, okay, well, what are you talking about? Well, you know, uh, double talk. Nothing but double talk. But this business about the Y2K thing, which I brought up at the beginning because it made the front page of yesterday's Herald, and, of course, if it's in the Herald, it must be, like, really a legitimate story, right? <laughs> But this is happening all over this country because stupidity and superstition are rampant. And the fact that this described a meeting that was going on in church, and of course this is going on in churches all over this country, shows you how ignorant the people are in those churches. Or otherwise they probably wouldn't be there in the first place. But I'd like somebody in the audience to explain to me, since we have all these people, like the picture of this woman and the story about the lady in plantation of all places, God forbid, that are stockpiling groceries. Now, let me ask you this. What is going to happen with computer glitches, assuming that there are any significant ones, 
What's going to happen that's going to prevent you from being able to buy food supplies on the 1st of January 2000? Why won't you be able to go into your supermarket, into your Publix or Winn-Dixie or your 7-Eleven or your Shell Station and buy your bread and soda and water and whatever else you want? What is it that's going to be a computer-driven in those stores? Can anybody name me anything? No. The cash register, the scanners. Yeah. Oh, the scanners, the UPC. Now we hit the mother load. Oh. That universal pricing code. I'll never forget. I was on WS News about 700 years ago when they first came out with a universal pricing code and all the products so they could scan them real fast and you know run you through there in about a minute instead of five minutes. All those dumbos, especially now, because they got such dumb people working in most of the supermarkets, they couldn't make change if their life depended on it or figure out the price. Can you imagine the amount of man hours that it saves instead of the old days when you used to have guys stamping the price on every box and putting labels on every can with a price? Remember how much effort that used to take? And now they have the little universal pricing code. And all these right-wingers especially, but all the superstitions, oh, my God, that's the mark of the beast. That's the 666. That's the trilateral commission behind that. They were having a nervous breakdown over the universal pricing code on the items that we buy in a supermarket, which makes for quick price scanning. And now let's find out, since George mentioned that, you know, there, and of course there will not be a problem with that because not, that has nothing to do with the date. I know that comes as a great shock to you, but whether the date is January the 2nd or October the 5th or 10 weeks from Sukkot, it has nothing to do with what the date is. That's all computer controlled based on the product. Regardless of the date. I mean, we're talking something so simple. You have to be so... Now, listen, you're laughing, but I want to cry. You have to be so dumb to believe that you won't be able to go into your supermarket and buy whatever the hell you want. Oh, well, the truckers, you know, I, did, I didn't know, just like I said about your car, I didn't know that trucks operated on the date of the month, uh, the, the, the date. When those guys who are schlepping all that all that produce and all those uh, all that stuff from whatever our warehouse they're delivering it from, like from up in Orlando where the Publix warehouse is, and they're schlepping down here, do they have to do they have to like find out what day of the year it is to get in their truck and make it start? No. Does the computer in your automobile does it have anything to do with the day of the year? No. And again, I mean things that are so obvious. Why aren't the people in the mass media who could do so much to calm people down? and avoid all the craziness that's going to go on the last two or three months of the year. It's already starting now. It's only the first week of the second week in February. Oh, we're going to go in the supermarket. There's going to be a big run on beans. It's going to be a big run on toilet paper. And there ought to be a lot of toilet paper because, like I said, these people are full of crap. They're oozing crap, crap from every part of their body. Oh, but you don't understand the Bible. It's like this guy from up there in the woods of North Carolina, wherever he is. And I'm glad that your friend uh, has you listening on the audio net, or however the hell you might be listening. Well, that's probably another, you know, comic conspiracy, the audio net. Because maybe you might be exposed to something that makes some sense for the first time in your life, instead of believing a lot of glittering generalities that you were brainwashed with when you were young before you had a chance to think for yourself. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hey, Neil. How's it going? Okay, sir. I wanted to get back into the uh, police state thing that's uh, been going on down here with the traffic stops. 
I'm a, uh, <laughs> I'm a Caucasian, uh, long-haired American. And uh, one night I was driving, uh, going to pick up a mop. And pick a mop up a what? A mop. My uh, girlfriend then owned a cleaning business. And I went to get her a mop at Albertsons. And the, and the uh, officer pulled me over and I said, uh, is there something wrong? All my equipment's working. I had my seatbelt on. I used my turn signals. And he says, I know. And then he went on to give me a ticket because I didn't have my registration in the car with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree with you 100%. It's called looking for creative ways to write business. Exactly. In I other mean, words, the more, the more people they stop, the more things they can find. There are heinous crimes out there, and they're, they're revenue collectors. We need right, to get you rid got of them it. All. You got it. Anyway, thanks for being there, Neil. And have Love a great you. day, sir. Bye. What was he doing with that mop, by the way? Well, personal. We have an open line at Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line, 1056 at QM, the Hank Goldberg Show from Shula Stake 2. That's coming along at 2. I know that the Lord even loves Neil Rogers. I saw Christianity was fairy tale. <laughs> this religious thing was not for me. They held a big convention. They let me in for free. I had no idea what I was about to see. Boy. They were speaking in tongues <laughs> That made me a believer <laughs> It was kind of fun <laughs> To stick it out of my mouth <laughs> Speak in tongues They got me believing My tongue is weaving from side to side <laughs> The Lord will now embrace me I clap my tongue to the beat Now whatever I do, he'll forgive me Now I speak in tongues That makes me a believer And I'm having fun Playing around with my mouth Now I speak in tongues That's right, the end is coming And by the way, so when they tell you the end is coming The final days, the end of civilization as we know it uh, stop giving any money to them, okay? Because if the end is coming, they won't need any more money. Your church, your religious organization, they're not going to need any more money, are they? No. Because the end days are here, baby. It's all over as we knew it. And have all their other stuff that they don't want, like their paper money. And how about all the porno from the Catholic Church in Rome, from the Vatican, the world's largest pornography collection? How about that? Uh-huh. Yeah, in fact, you ought to get on the phone right now. Are you Catholics out there? Get on the phone to the Vatican and tell them as long as they're ready to throw in the towel because the end days are coming. You want all those riches they got, all that great art collection and stuff. I will not give it to you. Yeah, I'll bet. Here's a payphone in the gables. Hello. Hi, Neil. How you doing? Great. Essentially what the problem with is with the Y2K thing is that most operating systems only track the year, date, and two fields. And uh, this year is going to be a leap year. 1900 wasn't. Now, how this would affect you in buying food and things, most distribution services use computers to load the trucks, etc., do their billing and things. So suddenly if it, the computer thinks it's 1900 you might get a bill for 50 hamburgers that will be $50,000.
And at that point in time, you're going to have to stop everything and reconcile things. It's not as if you aren't going to be able to get food, but there will be shortages, et cetera. And most people aren't aware that there is a problem. Well, what, what do you mean there will be shortages? In other words, you don't think that those distribution centers of gigantic chains like Publix and Winn-Dixie, that they're dealing and correcting the problem now? No, they're not. I work for one at the moment, and they are doing nothing to address the Y2K issue. And since I do work directly for one of the major companies, I'm aware of what particular software releases are behind. I mean, a lot of these uh, applications we use are two to three major releases behind. It's because of poor management, poor planning, and not having the money to go into research and development. Mm -hmm. So it is going to be an issue. I don't think the sky is going to be falling, but uh, it is, it's, it's going to be an issue. I don't agree. I don't, no. think, I don't think that by that time it will be any issue. Well, no one's doing anything about it except your major companies that actually have the funding and the insight to take care of it. But these smaller legacy systems that are out there, the people really aren't doing anything to address it. I wouldn't make and it And you up. really believe that between now and the end of the year, which we've only got like almost uh, 11 months, that, not, that they're not going to correct the problem? You really believe that? Sir? I believe that 40 to 50% of computer systems will be corrected, but I believe half of them are just going to do a wait and see, and there'll be inconveniences, billing errors, things of that nature that will take place. Yes, that's, yeah. that's true. And so when I go to the supermarket, I'm not going to be able to buy my ground beef and my soda and my dog food? And you, you will probably be able to get essential food stuff, but luxury items like fish food and, uh, you know, just exotic things. And there will be inconveniences in those areas. I mean, it's just going You're to happen. You're telling me I'm not going to be able to get Ben and Jerry's fish food? Yeah, I mean, you know, the world will come to the end. Oh, my God. It's horrible. But I, I have a little story I'd like to relate to you since you were talking about the, the people that are here in South Miami. I was going to my Publix last night, going through the green light, and all of a sudden here comes this bicyclist across the street. So it, ordinarily I just honk at him, keep going, but for 50 extra points he had a baby on the back. So I decided yeah. I'd stop and let him know, you know, if you don't care about yourself, at least care for your child. He proceeds to give me a finger and continue on down the road. I mean, uh -huh. it, it's just shocking down here. But being a computer person, I'd like to think that most Americans are 8 bits even parity, and our friends south of the border are just 7 bits odd parity. Okay, and have a great day. Okay, we have an open line at Briar. Now, do you believe anything that he just said? No. No, I don't either. Do you believe that any that any, any major uh, food chain in this country uh, is going to risk one day of normal business when you stop and imagine the amount of money that they could lose? Is there any chance of that happening? No. No. But, hey, fish food, I'm starting to get real worried now. Like our good friends at Ben & Jerry's, are they going to let one stone unturned? And of course not. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the mobile one line. He sounded just a little bit sued, like on the uh, sued side to me. You know what I'm saying? A little uh, sooty, as in snooty. Here's a lady in Aventura. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, ma'am. Um, You're not the lady stocking all the toilet paper, are you? No, sorry. Oh, I only have about a month's supply with that, but I've been raised that way. I uh, went into Walgreens last week to get a prescription filled. The mm -hmm. doctor called in at 8 o'clock in the morning. Their computers were down. Sunday night at 8 o'clock, they finally filled it. The clerks were standing there with their hands in their pockets for eight hours. I say, can't I have it? And you write it down, and I'll come back and tell you when your computer's gone. No, we can't fill it. Mm -hmm. Why can't you? It's done by computer. Yeah. So everything is weird like this and like our office every friday our computers are going down now but what does that have to do with the date yeah well ours i'm for dade county so anything is possible with dade county but 
No, no, I'm saying, but what does that have to do with the date it, or the it year? It isn't the date. It's the stupidity of the people. Like you were saying, when you go into a place and the computers go down to electricity, they can't ring up change. They can't do anything without a computer because right. that's the way everybody's been trained. The brains have left. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay, thanks. Bye. See you at Walgreens. So what did she say? We have an open line at day one in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. So there's two ways we can play this. You know, we can get into bed with all the uh, supermarket chains and all the other people that want to make a fast buck. I mean, you know, we we can, uh, you know, spread the paranoia, spread the hysteria, fan the waves of it. Because that seems to be the popular effing thing now. Like that guy that called two calls ago. Oh, yeah, they're not going to do anything about it. Do I believe that? No. No, I don't. Not for a second. Not for a millisecond. It's a little software package, a disk for crying out loud. Yeah. That's all they have. Are you, are you trying to, like, simplify this when they're making it so complicated and so much fun? You're always sticking your nose in and trying to simplify things. They like to make it complicated. Because if it were so simple, then uh, any moron could figure it out. <laughs> and they're counting on the fact that these morons can't figure it out. Open line in Dade County, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. And I know when I get in my truck... That if it ain't the right day of the year, that thing, that key, you can't, you can't even turn it, much less start the engine. That key won't even budge. Huh? Isn't that what that little code is there on the key? You know how the uh, car keys all have that little code? That's not to tell you what how what the key is. Look at that! Oh, look at that! That's part. It's like that UPC code, like the universal pricing. It's a Kami Pinko code. It's between the Illuminati and the Trilateral Commission are the ones that done it. In fact, look, on the one side of the key, it says Illuminati. On the other side, it says Trilateral Frickin' Commission. It's a commie pinko plot, baby. I'm just telling you. Oh, and there is there is one of the most idiotic. That's our poll question. Who's dumber, Senator Susan Collins of Maine or Pat Schroeder, the former Congress bitch from Colorado? Two of the most simpleton bitches that ever were born. Well, I think the president was a very bad man. And I, Have you ever heard the way this woman speaks? So I pot it up for a second. She she's so she's so stupid it's scary. That kind of of pressure. I've already said yes, publicly I that Sorry. I have Listen. enormous respect for the job that the house managers have done in but presenting the, the house case. I think they've done a very. I mean, very bu- get her off. Bubblehead would be a compliment to this bitch, and she's in the U.S. Senate. Is that the best they can do in Maine? Yes. No wonder I've never been to Maine. Ten minutes. Is that the way that song goes? Ever been to Maine? Ten minutes afternoon at five sixty WQM. Hey. Go- Monica's vagina. Oh, Jesus, are you fucking kidding me? She lets out a giggle when he makes and wiggle. Monica is not the kind you can do in the behind. Rectum. But a cigar in her vagina, she don't mind. Uh-huh. Well, he don't know where a stogie goes. I can see how there was some confusion. Between humidor and humid whore. And in Arkansas, the term cedar box means saw her naked. Stars report can lead to going blind. Now Clinton, he was working hard late nights in the ovary office. Working on a practical joke. He took a macanudo 
put an explode in, loading for Monica was blowing rings of smoke. Outrageous. Bill's cigars and Monica's vagina. All right. She lets out a giggle every time he makes it wiggle. Monica is not the kind you can do in the behind. But a cigar in her vagina, she don't mind. Four people feel that Hillary's been made a fool of by her husband. Feel that Hillary was wronged. Up in the Lincoln bedroom, she was moaning, moaning. Al Gore was doing her with Bill's old bong. Bill's cigars and Monica's vagina. She lets out a giggle every friggin' time he makes it wiggle. Monica is not the kind you can do in the behind, but a cigar in her vagina, she don't mind. Oh, Candy and Sandy, yeah, Dutch Master, it's faster. Oh, yeah. What you gotta do is take a tip of riddle and put it in a grill. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Oh, All of these things. Call 17 at 560 WQM. So, George, somebody has faxed us a picture of an Orthodox Jew, typical stereotypical, with a big black coat and a big black hat and a long black beard and the glasses and a whole deal here. And he's standing at the Wailing Wall. Nachman Biten. He's biting it. And he's reciting a prayer with a relative in France who is on the mobile phone that Biden holds to the wall. And George says, maybe they have call whaling. Oi! Oh, my God. He, if you could see this picture, he's holding up the cell phone against the whaling wall, and they're going, Oh, my God. They're doing the call whaling routine on a cell phone. Jesus Christ. I don't think he's saying that. Which brings us to our next story. From Blanco, Texas, in their uh, flowing black robes and matching hats, the bearded monks of Christ of the Hills Monastery were for years merely a curiosity. The faithful at the only Russian Orthodox monastery in Texas lived in the hilltop outside of town, welcomed outsiders who came to see their weeping icon of the Virgin Mary and said little when they ventured into Blanco to buy groceries or mail letters. Lately, though, the monastery's quiet world of worship has been shaken and its relationship with Blanco townspeople strained by a sex scandal involving two monks. Oh, my God. Samuel A. Green, 54, known as Father Benedict, and Jonathan Hitt, 37, known as Father Jeremiah, the hitman, no doubt, have each been charged with three counts of indecency with a child. The charges involve a male religious student who lived at the monastery in 1997. There's no fact in, in the church. His age, of course, was not immediately available. The monks, both Americans, were arrested in January. Oh! More of that good old-time religion, baby. Here's Miami. Hello. Neil, how you doing, man? Okay, sir. Neil, you could tell that guy was a computer guy. He had a financial stake in all this crap. 
Yeah. That they're doing. And Big business, you, man. Huge business. And if you think, I mean, they're not dumb enough. They're going to go to Office Depot. You get little receipts, and you have to stop being, get off your lazy ass, excuse my language, and write it out. All right? You write out your bill of lading, and you give it to the truck driver, and you drive to the store. Oh, my God. That's I pretty mean, complicated to well, me. Oh, God. Right. I, I mean, how, how do they ever transport all of these things before uh, computers? Please, I used to remember. You know something? I'm old enough to remember when there was no such thing. The, the only computers they had were those big, gigantic, enormous that took up a whole room. Those big, gigantic uh, registers that they used to have that made all that noise. Yeah. That ran on electricity. I mean, please, I used to remember stock boys going super fast, putting the prices on the cans. Right. With those little can pricing guns. I remember oh, wow. stock boy going really fast, yeah. I mean, on please. The can. There's a little invention, American invention, called a generator. I remember in, in 1992 after Andrew, I used to work at Walmart. They got a generator by the second day, and they were running everything off of it. You get a little cheap Casio register that doesn't need a date, and you can run your business off that for a week, two weeks, however long Yeah, but you're spoiling all their fun, don't you understand? Yeah, all their Like I said, when you make it very simple, when you take away all the BS and all the hysteria, then it spoils their fun. Of course. Like this computer was you referring to, who's telling me that, well, you know, basics you'll be able to get, but anything exotic and erotic, uh, forget about it. Like I said, all my important stuff, just in case the electricity goes off, runs off my car DC battery. So, you know, and I got a generator that recharges that, so I don't give a crap. Yeah, but you better watch that. Check the date on that generator. Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have a great day, sir. All right, man. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's very simple, and they're making it complicated. That's the problem. Big song and a dance. Better get in there and stock up. Air, how, how would you like to have all the stuff, the, the money that represents all the stuff that's been bought just in the last 10 or 15 years in this town by hysteria? I don't want to mention created by Brian Norcross and others, but especially by him, with people schlepping into their supermarkets and the hardware stores and every other got convenience stores, bottle and lumber and batteries and the, you name it. How would you like to have in a bank somewhere the amount of money represented by all of that crap that's been bought up by people being worked up into a hysterical frenzy? We have an open line at Dade 1 in Broward, 5670560, oh, pound 560 on a mobile one line. Here's Boca. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, how you doing? Okay. Listen, uh, I'm just calling. Um, I'm what you would refer to um, as one of these, like, right-wing fascists, but... I'm not a right-wing fascist. You're a self-proclaimed right-wing fascist? Well, no, that's what you... Listen, I, I basically... Let me tell you something. The problem with the Republican Party is that, you know, um, we got a few bad seeds in it, okay? Um, a few US bad seeds? seeds? A few bad a few? seeds, okay? Huh? Just a few, huh? Well, we've got a couple of them, okay? Do you remember, like, ten years ago, if you were known as a liberal, it was a bad thing? Now it's turned around where if you're known basically as a conservative, it's a bad thing. Hey, you ask me my views on abortion. Abortion, I believe they. There's no problem. It's a woman's right to choose. Yeah. Okay. Well, then you're out. You you can't you can't be in a Republican Party with that attitude. And, and anymore. you know what? There's a major problem with the Republican Party right now. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm having a problem with it. Okay. At uh, you know you think there's a lot of people out there, and and I'm a registered Republican. I listen to you all the time. Yeah. I believe in free speech. I believe in abortion. You know, if the woman chooses. Um, I don't have a problem with gays. I don't have a problem with blacks. Then you can't okay, be a Republican that. in America today. You're, you're out. You're out. Well, yeah, there's got to be yeah, something no done. Shit. 
Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, it's got to be something done there because it's it's given us a bad name. Well, when you say it's got to be something done, you're you know the ones that have to do probably, it. You, you, you self-proclaim Republicans are the ones that are going to have to you fix know your what? party. Probably 80% of the Republicans feel the same way I do. Yeah. Okay? Well, like you're not getting your message through, man. You know, as far as religion, you want to ask me about religion? Yeah, I think it's all a crock of crap myself. Then, then you're definitely out. You're out. Okay. <laughs> There's got to be a You've third. been excommunicated, man. But there's got to be like a third party or something here because, I mean, we're closer. You know, I mean, I listen to you. I mean, you're entertaining. I listen to you all the time. It's, you know, and your views are not so far away from my views, okay, uh, yeah. on a few things. So and so I, what, So what is it that makes you a Republican based on uh, the where the party is today? What okay. What is it that makes you, wanna, you call you, yourself you a Republican? Do you want me to explain to you? I'm, okay. Well, that's why I asked the question. Okay, as far as... Can I give you the gun issue as an example? Yeah. Okay. I own guns, okay? Now, let me ask you something. If you commit a crime with a gun, just like, you know, you, you call him a, uh, a fascist, Jeb Bush. Let's see how he does. Maybe he will turn out to be a fascist, okay? But let's see. The, the thing he is proposing right now, where if you commit a crime with a gun, you get a 10 years in, in jail. No questions asked. Yeah, great. Okay? That's great. Okay, mm -hmm. if you shoot that gun, even if you don't hit anybody, you get 20 years in jail. Yeah. And if you shoot somebody and they get injured, whether they die or not, 25 years in jail. Do you agree with that? If you shoot some, say it again, the last part. Okay, they don't even die. I mean, if they die, you know, you know the laws in this country get 25 well, no, no, years. Well, now let me ask you, is this, does this include bringing back Brian Blades to town? Hey, I'm with you on that one, okay? Uh -huh. Believe me, I'm a sports fan. Yeah. Um, but that's what I'm saying. We're not so far off on these issues, okay? Well, Don't what do you mean on these issues? Well, what, what are these issues? Because I may agree with you on capital the punishment. Is, Neil, we can pass all the gun laws in, in, that we want. And so, so in, other, in other words, the gun issue transcends everything else. Is that what you're saying? No, let me that's the most important uh, issue. And the, and the fact that the Republican Party now is, has been taken over by a bunch of right-wing, Bible-thumping, anti-women, bigoted, the blue that. noses, that doesn't concern you. I agree. It only concerns me. You, 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 can't, you can't have a major political party based on one issue. You can't have it. Neil, let me ask you, let me ask you your view on, on drugs. What's your view on drugs? My view on what drugs? It depends okay. on what you're talking okay. about. I mean, marijuana, I marijuana. You asked me a question. Marijuana should be totally decriminalized. I hash. agree with you. I agree with hash you. Hash the same thing. Anything above and beyond that should continue to be illegal. In fact, the, the penalties for cocaine, crack cocaine, should be stiffer than they are okay, right now. Can I ask you something, Neil? Here's my opinion on this. As far as crack cocaine, you can turn around and you can say, look, as far as uh, if you're addicted and stuff like that, we'll go ahead for the next year. We'll, we'll, I mean, the government should turn around and say for the next year, we go ahead and we waive all penalties and stuff like that. We'll set up free treatment clinics and stuff like that. Hey, but, now you're, but now you're talking Amsterdam, okay? You're talking stuff that's never going to happen okay, here. That's not going to happen here. Is, now you turn around and you tell as far as the dealers, hey, you have... A year sir, sir let, me, let me say it again. You're talking. You're just wasting your breath. You're wasting good, pure oxygen. Okay. I don't. I don't disagree with you, but that's not. It's not going to happen here. Okay. It's not going to happen here. It in can fact, happen here if enough people speak up. And okay. let me ask you this: Speaking of all the freedoms they have in Amsterdam, how come people over there aren't running around shooting each other? How come even most of the cops don't have guns? Because maybe the way they're raised. <laughs> yeah, because maybe they're civilized. Very okay, good. Okay, exactly. thank you, sir. Maybe maybe we need to be civilized. Oh. Okay. Amen. We came to a good point of agreement. It's Larry King, and they don't come any better than Neil Rogers. And your quail was his name, and he turned off his favorite cartoon. <laughs> he clicked the channels for the Peggy Bunch reruns, discussed the final cartoon. 
Dan wants to be president, by the way. Anybody <laughs> have to take that seriously? No. Oh, my God. He's he's serious. That's the worst part. 1233 at 560 WQAM. So, anyway, somebody has faxed me some incredible stuff here. Because, like I said before, in that article I read, there's only 27 million different uh, websites on the Y2K problem. And like everything else you find on the Internet, 99% of it is pure beyond a shadow of a doubt, unadulterated. Crap. As far-fetched as this may seem, it says... This is under a, a heading, Y2K and Martial Law. Is he kin to Marshall Dillon? Uh-huh. As far-fetched as this may seem, the probability of state and federal governments declaring a form of martial law is quite high in 2000. I think whoever wrote this was quite high. Unlike a bad Hollywood movie or edgy conspiracy plot, however, it is really happening and soberingly real. Yeah, Given the infrastructure failures and civil disorder that will surely accompany Y2K, a state of national emergency, as declared by the president, may occur shortly before 2000. The laws around the books and militaries around the world are preparing for Y2K. The thought of soldiers marching into the streets and a suspension of the Constitution is frightening to us freedom-loving Americans, but so is the thought of lawless gangs taking control or an extended infrastructure power grid outrage. We may have to compromise our freedom until order is restored. In fact, given the alternatives, the public may demand it. Besides full deployment of troops in major cities, the government may nationalize and therefore control one or more key industries as listed under the President's Commission on Critical Infrastructure Protection, PCCIP. Information and communications, gas and oil transportation and storage, banking and finance, transportation, water supply systems, emergency services, government services. This may be done, for example, for workarounds to be accomplished in the power industry to keep the grid up. Regulations, insurance rules, warranty, and federal or local laws restricting the ability to do so would be lifted. Coordinated national efforts may be required to ensure food and energy production and delivery, which would also include rationing to prevent hoarding and rioting. And then we get into this whole deal about martial law. 
It says other countries have been more open than the U.S. in reporting their plans. Leading the pack is Canada. They're mobilizing all 60,000 troops considering invoking. Of course, they uh, they had like 4,000 troops or whatever. It was because they had some snow in Toronto a few weeks ago, right? they got to have something to do. They're mobilizing all 60,000 troops and considering invoking martial law under the Emergency Powers uh, under the Emergency Powers Act. New Zealand, Australia, and Britain have also got extensive plans underway. The degree and extent of martial law situation depends on the severity of the disruptions Y2K will bring. They can probably be divided into three degrees. Minor. Number one is minor, okay? Which would include deployment of National Guard troops in some cities to quell rioting during local infrastructure and power failures with some emergency help with local authorities last no longer than a month. Well, only a month. What's wrong with that? Just a month of riots. <laughs> Two, major full deployment of standard military and guard, National Guard in major cities, nationalization of one or more key sectors such as food and energy production and delivery and transportation. This occurs if disruptions are so severe it severely hampers the normal distribution of resources, temporary loss of freedoms. Roy! And three, third degree, as in don't give me the full deployment of troops, large-scale catastrophic failures in all areas of infrastructure with replacement of financial system, widespread civil chaos, with long-term indefinite suspension of the Constitution. Year 2000 elections canceled. Military rule over industrial and commodity production with rationing. Is this, oh my is this God. Exactly. Is this incredible or what? Uh-huh. Not that they're not that they're getting a little bit carried away, are they, you think? They're getting carried away? No. I think they're right on Target, baby. In fact, we'll probably all be buying our stuff at Target. We have an open line in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. Here's Hialeah. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. That, that, hey. that was wonderful. I love it. I love it, what you just read out. Well, let me add my two cents worth on the Y2K. Several months ago, I read an article on this particular company that uh, they're the ones I probably that started the hysteria of Armageddon and predicting all hell is going to break loose at mm-hmm. the end of this year. Well, this particular company, all they do is sell the software to, right, up- of course. to update the computers to the major companies in the U.S., some right. of the major companies. Mm-hmm. Guess how much they tend to make this year alone? Uh, $10 billion. $800 million. Well, like I said, it's not even a billion, small potatoes. Yep. And everything, it's going to cost the U.S. companies this year between 45 and $60 billion. Yeah. And somebody... Uh, oh, that's all right. We'll pay for it. Oh, yeah, no problem. No problem. Somebody gave a perfect example. Say you were working at a, a food warehouse. Right. And on January 1st of 2000, the computer says all your food is 100 years old. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't common sense dictate that you should not throw it away? No. But no. Oh, if the computer says it's 100 years old, when in doubt, you got to throw it out. you got to throw it out. Right. And, uh, and it's just truly amazing. Truly, truly amazing. But... That's, uh, and thank God we're, they're making stuff for good shelf life anyway, right? That is true. Right. And one, one final thing, uh, Neil, tell, uh, tell George, there, there, there are no fags in Hialeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Hey. Like only in Westland, though, that's an exception. That's a fag-loaded zone. they got the fag-free zone, which is the rest of Hialeah, but a Westland in the tea rooms. So what about this? What about this? Uh, where the hell is it? What? 2K problem. It was worth it. Had to kind of fumble around there a little bit, but... It's not Evian. 
It's no Perrier. It's not even tap water. <laughs> oh, tastes like piss. It is. The new bottled water that tastes like piss because it is urine for a treat. The new bottled piss water. The next time you want to quench your thirst, take a piss. Piss water from Kidney Bottling Company, Golden Shower, Colorado. It's hey, I got news for you. There's a little uh, little marketing idea for you. Come January one, huh? Little uh, squirt, squirt. You can make a fortune in no time, and just capitalize on the two K problem. Twelve forty four at five sixty WQM. I mean, just stop and think. How, how long have we been talking about this? Why two K for four years, five years at least? especially the last three or four years. Now, it seems to me that if I'm like, you know, the chairman of the board of a major corporation, I'm just going to sit back and say, ah, screw it. We don't want to spend the money to do that. Like Publix, for example. We're not going to worry about that. See, and another thing, all this talk about, well, you know, when when January 1st comes, there's going to be all this chaos. Well, what's going to happen on January the 2nd? And January the 3rd and the 4th and the 5th and February and a week from the circus the next year, in other words, if they're not addressing it now, if they haven't had enough time to address it now, what what would be the logic that they would ever address it? Is there any? No. No. So like I said, get real cozy with Charlton Heston. You son of a bitch. Here's uh, Coral Springs. Hello. Good afternoon. Good evening. Um, you mentioned one of my favorite stores before, Target, and I'll get to them in a second. About a month ago when you were buying your toilet seat, you correctly ranted and raved about the lack of service at most of these big merchandisers. Right. And I was going to call you because I was in the, in the hunt for a ceiling fan, and I had you know, my own little nightmare. But I let it go. Yesterday took the cake, though. I had to let you know about this. I'm returning something to uh, Kmart, and I prefer Target. It's just easier to find stuff. But yeah, Kmart sucks. That's what I hear. Target sucks? No, I said Kmart sucks. Oh, my God. You know, sometimes Target doesn't have what I need. Okay, I go to Kmart to return something. Six piece, six or seven people online. The woman in front, the first customer, is doing some, some exchange with a bicycle, taking 10, 15 minutes, only one lady handling the customer service counter. Luckily, being from New York, a lot of New Yorkers down here, and I'm not the only angry person online, so a couple of other ladies started, started carrying on about how slow it was. Gave me the clue that I can open my mouth even wider than it already was open. Mm-hmm. As for a manager, here's the conversation, Neil. Excuse me, manager, whatever her name was. You got two registers over here. You got all these people online. Why don't you get somebody else to help out in customer service? Her answer was, well, only one register is for returns. Well, what the hell is the other register for? The other register is for purchases. Well, you got ten checkout counters over there with only three. <laughs> you know, if somebody wants to buy something, go to the damn checkout counter. Right. Now the problem is we're supposed to be coming less of a manufacturing society and more of a more of a service economy. My only que- my only question: Where is the damn service? If you, if you want, want if you service. want service and you go into Kmart, I can guarantee you're going to be real disappointed every I'm time. Well, why, well, if you can open up the store, the thing, the thing about Target, and I'll be a little bit politically incorrect, even though I know you don't care, and you can you know say whatever you want. Why is it? I don't know if Target is considered the higher end of the three big, the big three merchandising uh, stores, Kmart, Walmart, Target. Why is there a higher percentage of, let's say, people of the Caucasian persuasion? Is, is that, that's just my observation. I'm sorry. A higher percentage of white people shop in Target? No, work there. Oh, work there. So I get a little bit of service, to be honest. Yeah. 
I don't know. This is my observation. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of black friends. I'm a musician. I, this is just my observation. These people roam around yeah. and do nothing. Right. Well, that would be like my asking, you know, how come, like, in my publics, there's, like, a higher percentage of Caucasians working in there, as opposed to when I go into a Winn-Dixie over on Barrett Boulevard, where there are no white people working in there, and where they're standing around at the checkout counter talking about who they're going to date that night and pay you absolutely no attention whatsoever. Well, it's just sad. It's just sad. I, I, yeah. you know, I wish it was different, and, and, and you know. See, uned- I, I hate to break the news to you, but uneducated black people have to work somewhere. You know what I'm saying? But. And so, and so I, I ordered I ordered Kentucky Fried the other night. Yeah. Very nice black girl was the delivery girl. No, no, I said yeah, I, I, I yeah. gave her a nice tip. Here's somebody trying. And right. was trying. Doing something. Right. You know, as opposed to just sitting around and doing nothing. Which but, means what? People are working uh, in uh, black people are working Kmart aren't sitting around and doing nothing. They're sitting there uh, being whatever they are, which is dumb. If they're dumb. Which isn't to say that all black people working Kmart are dumb, but the ones that I've encountered are dumb. But there's also trailer trash type people that work there who are white as the uh, fallen snow, and they're dumb. I mean, when you come right down to it, what kind of a person is going to be a cashier at Kmart? Like a Rhodes Scholar? Somebody with a degree? Somebody with a bachelor's degree is going to be a, a checkout person at Kmart? No. You think? And that's the problem. But I know when you're a retail customer and you're spending your money, you want, even if they're not going to give you service as far as helping you find something, at least when you go to check out and give them your money to pay for it, to give them your cash, your credit card, something, that they're going to be able to do it. <laughs> Bad mistake. Here's Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing, man? Okay. Talking about Kmart, I was there this weekend buying just a couple of quarts of oil and something for my truck. Mm-hmm. I had to explain to this young lady that I was giving her change besides a $20 bill and what type of change to give me back. That just tells you the uh, quality of uh, personnel that we have working at our local uh, Kmart store. Exactly, which is why which is why most cash registers now, they show you, you, you know, you punch in uh, whatever kind of bill the person gave you, and it shows you the change because most of these people can't make change. They can't even feel the change, much less make it. She couldn't figure that one out either. Right. Anyway, uh, Neil, I, I think you had this problem a couple of years ago. What did you do to get rid of these uh, frickin' uh, Jehovah Witness people and Sunday morning at 8.30 in the morning ringing my bell? No, seriously. They next never time, came back. Next time they come back, I'm going to come out stark naked and stand in this store. They might like it. <laughs> That's a problem. <laughs> Listen, Neil. So, got, so you, you win both ways. Listen, before I got to go, before I leave, uh, check your wires. It just hot off the presses. Another one of the NFL's uh, Falcons. Under arrest. Yeah, somebody called by that before. Tony Martin. More prostitution. No, uh, money laundering and drugs. Tony Martin. Tony Martin? Tony Martin. Check it out. Federal court this afternoon. Is drugs and... and uh, he was with the Falcons? I thought he was playing for San Diego. No, he, he uh, played this year for the Falcons. He was I didn't with, know that. He was here uh, last week at the, at the Super Bowl. Oh, my God. Thanks for the good news. All right, bye. Okay. Well, we'll check that on our sports wire because we're on top of everything, aren't we? No. On this station, if there's anything going on in the world, no. you know it? No, no. Open line of day one in Broward. The cheapest bastards in the history of mankind. Do we have a news wire? No. Do we have a sports wire that's got anything current that somebody might want to know? No. But don't get started on that again. By the way, you know why I'm feeling so good today? Not only am I getting rid of this crap, but also haven't seen our good friend Ben down yet today. Thank God. He's probably going up and down the shaft still. Here's a Bonita Springs. Hello. Okay. Um... What is it? Hello. Bonita Springs. Hello. Yes. Hello. Yes. Neil, what's happening? How you doing? Good. 
Hey, you've been talking a lot about all these big merchandise stores, Target and Kmart. Kmart, yeah. And, uh, just wanted to uh, let you know about a website they got on the Internet. It's www.countdown9199. And it's a revenue-sharing consumer site where consumers can purchase hitting September 199. Where consumers do what? Purchase. Consumables. Yeah. And with all this Y2K junk that's going on and stuff you're talking about, where you're talking about people are going to be trying to make a lot of money on this, this is a place to be. And stop worrying about all the Y2K junk. Because uh, in my eyes, what, what I'm seeing here and what's going on with the with the Internet, it's huge. Yeah. So. Okay. Okay, we have an open line of date. Five six seven. He said it's huge. Okay, do we care that it's huge? No. Well, maybe somebody does. Five six seven oh five sixty. Pound five sixty on a mobile one line. He said it's really really big. Pembroke Pines. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. This whole Y two K problem is crap because all it is is Bill Gates is going to sell you some software for right. a low price of forty nine ninety five. Right. And if you don't buy it by the time New Year's comes around this year. You're gonna, that he's gonna jack up the price to whatever the hell he wants to afterwards, saying, oh, if you don't do it now, you know, 2001, then it's really gonna cause problems and whatnot. And, um, I know you were talking about the bad service at Target and Kmart. No, I wasn't talking about Target. I've never, I don't think I've ever been into a Target. Well, Kmart and whatnot. Right. But I work in the service industry at a restaurant in, in, in Pembroke Pines, so you gotta understand we get all the village people and whatnot. All the, uh, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And when you get those people coming in for lobster dinners at 4.30 and whatnot, I mean, they're so annoying that even, if, even if you get cool customers that come in and, and want to be nice people, you still act like an ass because of those people that came in earlier. That's so I, right. I understand when, you know, those those old people that are so bitter about their lives that they have to make everybody else's lives Oy. suck. Mm -hmm. They come into Kmart and they, you know, they whine and this and that. And those people just get sick of it. No, I'm not, but I'm not talking about surly people. I'm not talking about people that are, you know, got a short temper. I'm talking about people that are just unbelievably slow and dumb. Well, I mean, they're, they're slow all... Slow and dumb. you got to think about what they're working for. I mean, it's not really even worth it. Yeah. It's not worth, you know, if, you, if I'm working at Kmart... But you know something? If they're working for such pathetic wages, how come there's never any checkouts open? You know, the Kmart over by me, by the Sawgrass there, by Publix... That, that Kmart, if there's ever more than two checkouts open, it's a, they have a they throw a party. It's a miracle. Well, that's the that's the manager of the store saving money. Yeah. I mean, if there's a, if there's X amount of customers, he only has to open up two. But, but did it ever dawn on him since there's a Walmart across the street that's doing an ass kicking business? Did it ever dawn on him that maybe one of the reasons that a lot of us don't go back there is because you could never check anything out? Well, maybe that's true, but ah. but that but that doesn't matter to him because all he's doing is running his store and collecting his paycheck. Yeah. And he, well, it, well, it must matter to somebody, somebody somewhere in a corporation, because that store is usually empty. You could run bowling balls up and down the aisles, and there's nobody in there. And well, part of the reason being that you can, you can't get any service. You can't get out of that joint. If you go, if you if you say that the corporation people are making the decisions, they're not. They're in their office. In fact, I'm going to tell you something. There used to be a chain. It was associated with wards called Jefferson's. Do you remember Jefferson Department Stores here? Uh huh. And I, I remember years ago screaming about the same thing. And Jefferson's had, you know, uh, more more upscale merchandise than Kmart. They were like, uh, you know, one or two rungs on the ladder above Kmart. They had decent merchandise, but it was the same thing. You could never get out of there. They they might have 30 checkout aisles, and maybe one of them was open. Maybe one or two if you were lucky. Oh, that's the way. That's the way and they save their what? money. Long gone. Instead of opening up, you know, ten bankrupt. Checkout. 
out of business history. Instead of opening up tech check, uh, 10 checking counters where you can just zip people through if they want to buy their products, they're going to save money and only pay two people to run yeah. registers. Well, they evidently didn't save enough money. Have a great day, sir. They evidently didn't. The point I'm trying to make, which I'm not so sure he understands, is that they chase all the customers out. I can think of more than one time that I was in that Jefferson store, the one by me, wherever the hell I was living at the time, and, uh, you know, had a, had a basket full of stuff, and I just finally walked out in disgust and said to myself, there's nothing I'm going to get here that I can't buy someplace else. I'm not going to stand here for 45 minutes while there's one person with 30 people lined up in front of me. And, of course, every transaction, just like at Kmart, every transaction, they got to pull a little button off the thing. they got to potchkey around with this. They go, oh, my God. Not like going to the supermarket with the UPC thing we were talking about before where they right through it, they scan it in two seconds. Not like that. Every transaction, they got to diddle around, and they kind of like sit there off the side of the chair, and they're like, uh, forget it. And you're about number 18 online, and you got 17 old glams standing in front of you who are buying next year's Christmas decorations because it's 95% off, and none of them have the right price marked on them anyway. Great business, baby. That's the American fucking way. Right. Which is why there's no more uh, Jeffersons, and uh, some of these other chains are going to go right in the uh, to it. Just a matter of time. It's the one to two hour. Why two days? We go dark. All computers go outside. Y2K, we go die. Everybody's gonna die. Be global panic with murder and havoc. I read that in a magazine. In a comic book store. If you believe it's the end of the world, and see the market. Rashing again. Now it's interesting that even before they had computers at the end of every century it's the same kind of hysteria. Even without computers, how do you like that? Oh. People are going crazy. Oh, it's the end of all time. What are we gonna do? The sky's falling. So anyway, I got a piece of copy that talks about uh, with the holidays coming. But anyway, that's okay. I'll just I'll just uh, move right along. I understand we don't worry about that sort of thing here. I've been well conditioned for the last uh, 13 months, whatever it is. We just don't care, don't you understand? Just put it back on the log. Don't worry about that. That a boy, Ray. Here's Coral Springs. Hello. Hi, Neil. How are you? Okay, sir. Got a couple of things on my mind. Uh, Y2K first. You know, uh, I read a thing in the business section yesterday that said that the zip-zap machines are going to be uh, more popular now. There's going to be a run on them. Uh, the zip-zap machine is a credit card imprinter, you know, the manual, so that you, if your computer goes down or your terminal goes down, you stick the card in, you imprint the slip manual, and then you call for an authorization. Yeah. So that's, they think a lot of merchants are going to be going into Small merchants. ordering those. Smaller merchants. But, yeah, exactly. But, but again, that, and that leads to my point. It seems to me that a lot of the smaller merchants, like the mom-and-pop grocery stores and all, may see a windfall from all this stuff if, in fact, it, it ever materializes. Of course, that's the question. Will it ever materialize? And like you said... No. 
are the big chains going to actually let this happen? I, I don't know how old you are, but I can remember back in the days before we had all this computer crap, and you'd take your credit card into a place, and if it was like you know a couple hundred dollar purchase, like in Jordan Marsh, which uh, that don't exist here anymore either, but you'd go in there, you give them the credit card, and they would do the imprint like you're talking about, and then they would actually call to get approval to, to check your credit balance, you know, see if you had credit or not, and with Visa, MasterCard, that's the way it always used to be. I'm old enough that I remember when there was no credit card. And remember when they used to have the book, the booklets with all the numbers of the canceled cards? Sure, remember that? Yeah, the bad card list. Right. Sure. And, yeah. you know, something somehow we still survived. Absolutely. Somehow people still did business. We're still kicking. Right. The other thing is, did you know that there's a new George Carlin special on HBO? No. It started uh, this weekend. And you have got to see it because he addresses all the major points of things you've been talking about. Like, just one example, this you go girl phrase. Yeah. Gotta go. That's his quote. He talks about God's plan, God, you know, God's will and his, uh, his divine plan and the irony about praying to God. And, uh, I mean, you get a big kick out of it, so. Okay. You might want to look for it. The other thing I want to talk about is the, um, the thing about the millennium itself, you know, the Y2K. Um, Why? I mean, I, that's a, I happened to be channel surfing the other morning, and I happened across, I think, C-SPAN. It was the prayer breakfast that they had in Washington, mm -hmm. and the president was there. Yeah. When I turned it on, you'll never guess who got up and said a prayer. Dr. Laura Schlesinger. Oi! Was she, was she praying they got her naked pictures off the Internet? I bet that's what that was you all about. You got it. You got it. And I just want to say that the most reprehensible person I've ever seen on television at any time is Lindsey Graham from South Carolina. Yes, yes. He, in fact, he's one step away from uh, entry. You know, I, I'm sorry that I ever grew up in South Carolina. Yeah. I'm ashamed. But okay, pal, it'll be over soon. You're right. Talk See ya. Soon. We have an open line in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. They're all the same. Asshole Hutchinson. And then his brother, the uh, senator, the other Hutchison, the other asshole. Oh, so anyway, Broker Bryan says we ought to play cut number 26 on here without, huh? Let's try it. Let's see. Let's see how far we can get. Oh, I guess that's as far as we get. <laughs> oh. Okay, moving right along, singing a song. Here's Hialeah. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Republic Cubano from Hialeah. See? Uh, see, uh, the reason uh, see this? <laughs> reason uh, most Cubans or most uh, people in Hialeah or South Florida, as a matter of fact, the majority, are not Democrat, is we have, first of all, we have this grudge against the Kennedy family. Yeah, uh, talk about holding a grudge. <laughs> and second of all, um, some of the points... Uh, I mean, who would you rather do if you were still here, Jackie Kennedy or Eliana Gross-Layton? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> That would be a tough choice. Um, In fact, even now, there are some who would still pick Jackie. <laughs> Jackie or Everton. They either one. <laughs> um, the main point uh, where you find a lot of, in my opinion, a lot of Julio's that support the Republican Party is uh, on a lot of the social issues. And uh, like in my circumstance, uh, I am against, totally against welfare. Uh, I don't believe uh, it should exist in the yeah. Well, look at how many people they knocked off the welfare rolls with Clinton in there. Last time I checked, he wasn't a Republican. Right, exactly. And, and another fault uh, that I think the Democrats have yeah. is that every major war has been issued in by a, a Democrat, uh, Democrat par uh, Party president. Yeah. 
Like, like the Civil War? In fact, wasn't Lincoln the first Republican president, and wasn't he presiding over the Civil War? That's correct. Right. That's correct. And instead of impeaching him afterward, they just <laughs> like that. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, um, I uh, just wanted to mention that. And um, have a good day. And hasta luego, Vitas. We have an open line in Dade 1 in Broward, 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Everybody's whipped up today about the whatever the hell that thing is. I just can't get this right today, you know. I'm just uh, uncoordinated. That was a great lunch, though, by the way. I think that's what I'm still thinking about is the next one on Wednesday. God, was that good. In fact, if you want to get something really great, go over to uh, the sub-center across the street from us, 441 and Ives Dairy, and tell Chuck, I want the same chef salad like George and Neil had. Combo. Is that what he calls it? Combo chef salad. Boy, that good. Mm. I mean, I haven't had meat in my mouth like that since, uh, I'd say, last weekend. Eight minutes after one at 560 WQM. Hey, want a lollipop, little boy? Tonight on A&E, Biography salutes Black History Month. Hello, I'm Jack Perkins. Join me for a look at the legacy of African Americans who contributed to the black culture of today. Anton Morland. Mom's Mabley, Slappy White, Eddie Anderson, Roscoe Lee Brown, Chelsea Brown, Rodney Allen Ripley, Eugene Robinson, Tim Moore, Blowfly, Shirley Hemphill, Goffet Cotto, Lawrence Hilton Jacobs, Melba Moore, Melba Tote, Lawanda Page, Fimbo, Jackie Mofuckle, Farina, Buckwheat, Stephen Fadgett, Urkel, Ernestine Wade, Godfrey Cambridge, Whitman Mayo, Butterfly McQueen, Johnny Brown, Big Mate Markham, Willie Tyler, Dan Lester. Call this month on AME. Why? 2K. Okay, it's 113. Isn't that our production guy, Sam 2K? That's uh, the deal, and he is a big problem. We have an open line in day one in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T line. The Hank Goldberg Show is at Chula Stake 2 live today, 2 to 6. Boog Shambi is live as he'll ever be between 6 and 7. And then we got uh, Geldy on a pregame show, the Panthers at the St. Louis Blues, 730 night. No, uh, what's his name tonight, by the way? What's his name? No, Pavo, pa- Pavlov. What's his name? You're dumb. You're really dumb. Here's Boca. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. I've, uh, to my fright, I've discovered a whole new millennium mania. I uh, was looking at the crimp of my hemorrhoid cream. Oh, hemorrhoid. Yeah, I was looking at the crimp of my hemorrhoid cream, and it expires January 00, and I'm really worried about What a pain in the ass that is. I'm worried, really worried about the condition of my... Rectum. Thank yeah. you. And I don't know what to do about it. I'm going to have to get... When in doubt, get him snipped out. In fact, George will give you the name and number of a guy. We'll also give you some great magnets for your shoes, by the way. Oh, yeah. A great asshole doctor. We have an open line at Broward, 2 and Dade, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Hollywood. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Hey. A couple callers ago, the one guy was talking about how the people working in Kmart and Walmart or wherever are working for such minimum wages, and you, and you can't expect them to work any faster. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but when I was working for minimum wage, when I was first starting out in my life at you know, 14, 15 years old, I worked harder and worked faster to try to move up, not yeah. to stay at a minimum wage. Right. In addition to which, there's something I know this may come as a revolutionary concept, 
But when you go into a retail establishment, you don't care what the people are making. They exactly. took the job willingly. Nobody held a gun to their head and said, you got to take this job. Exactly. So when you go in there, you have every right to expect decent service and not somebody sitting there like uh, you're intruding on their uh, you know, nap time. Well, and, and the worst thing is, you know, you, you, you go in there and you hear them saying, they'll talk to the other cashier next to them and they'll sit there and say, Oh, I'm tired. I'm sick of this job. Or, yeah. you know, what oh, yeah. do you do this weekend? Always very doing, good PR, yeah. You know, just, you know, quit. And the customers <laughs> don't want to hear that. You know, if you don't like it, quit. Go collect unemployment. Exactly. That's, that's ultimately what they want to do anyway because they don't really want to be working. Right. They're sitting there bitching about it and leave. And I'm, exactly- I'm going to tell you something. There's a Winn-Dixie store, which the only reason I ever shop there is because my mailbox is, uh, my private box is over in that area, on Broward Boulevard in Plantation. I'm going to tell you something. The people that work in that store, the cashier-type people, I have never in my life anywhere encountered such indifferent, cavalier, bizarre people who all talk to each other trash about – and and I'm talking about they, – they know you're listening to the conversation because they're talking oh, yeah. as loud as I am right now. They they ignore – they just slap the uh, change in your hand without saying thank you, without saying up your ass, anything. And it's, it's like you're just intruding on their conversation. Like, why are you bothering them? Right. They're not there to work. They're there to socialize. It's, it's, they can get paid to socialize with their friends because usually they're, you know, high school kids or, or just out of high school. They're socializing with their friends or socializing with, you know, coworkers. And they want to just get paid and not be inconvenienced. You're bothering them for them to do their, their job. Yeah, well, that's, that's, a, that's why I almost never shop in a joint like that. Yeah, but you're, you're right. right about, you're right about that Walmart and that, um, that Kmart. I mean, for two stores right across the street from each other, you would think that, the population would be split up amongst the two, but you go into that Kmart, and it's 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 a ghost town. I mean, I yep. can't figure it out. And I, I'll tell well, you, what, and I, and like I said before, you figure it out very easily because anytime you go in there, if you got one or two items, wouldn't you think? Wouldn't you think that it should be mandatory? There would be like an express line in there, like there is in the supermarket, so that if you got like the guy said before, you got a couple of cans of oil, motor oil, whatever. You know, you don't want to stand on line for 35 minutes to buy a couple of crappy cans of oil or whatever you got. Well, it's not always the cashiers either. It's the people that are in the line. You know, you could make out your check except for the amount before you get to the cashier. You know you're writing it to Walmart or Kmart. You know you have to sign it. You know what today's date is. Yeah. That's not going to be a surprise. Yeah, but now you're talking about consideration. I mean, you're getting carried away, man. You know, they don't dig out their money out of their purse. or Well, then they don't have money. But these are the same people that pull up to the the, the, uh, exact change lane on the turnpike. And then exactly. uh, start fumbling around with dollar bills and looking around to see who's going to come out and give them change. Well, hey, it's South Florida. It's all here, and and good luck with it. Okay. We have an open line at date one in Broward, 5670560, pound 560. Let me say it again. If you work in retail, don't sit there with an attitude because guess what? Any of us with a brain, we're not going to come back. We do not be coming back. And like I said before, when you go into a supermarket and you walk through those swinging doors and the first thing that hits you in the face is the smell of rotten fish, oh, my God. Because when you hate fish to begin with, like I do, and you smell rotting seafood, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, God. And then, you, you know, most of the stuff that you buy is in tightly sealed packages, thank God. You know what I'm talking about? Real uh-huh. <laughs> tightly sealed, hermetically sealed packages as opposed to laying out loose that might, like, pick up some of the aroma and some of the ambiance from whatever is around in the air that you're smelling. God, really appetizing. Here's Miami Beach. Hello. Hey, Neil, you hate fish? What is it? Yes. I hate fish. I would have never guessed it. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, uh... Not into fish, pal. Yeah, of yeah. Of any kind. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have guessed that one. Uh, I wanted to give you my uh, 
I actually, this place has the best service of, of like, any place in South Florida. I don't know how, how I think it's a national chain. I'm not sure. But um, the only problem is they only sell sports equipment, sports authority. Yeah. Anytime you buy something from sports authority, it could be a 30-year-old racket. If it cracks, you take the racket to them. They look in the book. They say, okay, this is the last time we, we sold it. It was at this price, and we, we can give you a store. I mean, anything. They, they mm-hmm. take that. They don't give you a hard time. They know that they're making, I think the, they're, the way that they're thinking, I don't know. They're making money. They know that they can get these products from the company or at least, you know, get some type of credit for the broken material. So it, it's like an exchange. They, they do it as, I think they, they do it as a courtesy to the people, you know. But then I, uh, I go into Sears, and you try and buy, like, something, like, like big. If you try and buy, even, yeah, to get the washing machine, Oh, they'll 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 give it to you quick, but to like actually when they put it in the truck, it's like a Airtrain Mitsun Puppet. They they like they don't they don't help you out. So uh, that's all I got for you, Neil. Okay. All right. And tell him, tell him Kushner and Tulsa's whatever he said. He's talking to uh, oh, talk. We have an open line of date five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. So whatever happened with that guy in North Carolina? Has he been saved yet? <laughs> Huh? The one uh, from up in your... He, he's hanging out in Georgia's vacation home up in there in North Carolina, up in the woods. No. He's not saved yet. He's working on it. Open line in Dade County, 567-0560, pound 560 on the AT&T line. Here's a mobile in the Gables. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Okay. Yeah, I talked to the Russians asking us for $3 billion because they can't get the nukes right. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, uh let's take our chances with it, okay? Okay, and then yeah, I think the Y two K got his phone. Oh! Yeah. Ten months and twenty uh whatever days early, the Y two K got your phone, pal. You lose. Open line in Broward, five six seven, oh five sixty, pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. See the important things like nuclear weapons, stuff like that. Yeah, we ought to be a little bit concerned about those things, don't you think? Uh-huh. Yeah, that kind of stuff. But worrying about, you know, where you're going to get your next roll of toilet paper? I mean, Jesus Christ. Do it the old-fashioned way. Go out in the tree and get the, go out in the backyard and get yourself a good uh, palm tree. Huh? In fact, maybe you get yourself um, um, an aloe plant between now and the first of the year, huh? Because that aloe would be really soothing for your rectum. Yeah. No, then you'd have an impetus to squeeze it real hard. And the plant, too. Rectum. Right. Oh, would that be soothing or what? Here's a mobile in Miami Shores. Hello. Hey, Neil, how you doing? Okay, sir. Listen, have you heard the latest Falcons? The latest what? The Falcons, another one out Yeah, we it. already just had the word. Tony Martin? Yeah. <laughs> nice going, Tony. Oh! <laughs> oh! Money laundering. Thanks for the good news. All right, nice going, Tony. How's Mark Duper doing, by the way? Anybody seen him lately? No. Subhuman scum, baby. That's your uh, professional athletes. Not all of them, just too goddamn many. Too many to suit me. Too many to freaking sue me. Mike Tyson back in jail again. Oh! We have one call on that today. You know something? We ought to be having a major party about it. And we got a bunch of guys out there licking their wombs because, uh, well, gee, what are we going to do now? We're not going to have another one of those pay-per-view deals. Because not even if he doesn't go to jail again in Indiana, which he probably will, on top of the six months that he's going to serve here, which it's a year, they say maybe he'll get out for good behavior in six months. Even if he doesn't go back to jail, they're saying he's going to probably almost certainly lose his license now to box. Oh, wouldn't that be a shame? Poor baby. I mean, how many chances do you get, Lawrence Taylor? How many chances do you get, Mike Tyson? 
how much money do you have to make before we're supposed to stop feeling sorry for you anymore because you're a professional scumbag? Here's North Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How's it going? Great. I, uh, you helped me out. I had a moment of clarity this weekend. Yes. And let me explain. I went to a wedding on Saturday, and I had to sit in a church for like an hour. Oi! And I, I was raised Jewish. I'm 30. I've maybe been in three churches. And I'm looking around at the symbols, and they're like scary. But one symbol brought, you know, made me have this moment of clarity. It was a sword with two hatchets crossing it and chains connecting it. Then I realized what you said last week, who invented God. It was the people that needed the the uh the reason to rape, pillage, and kill. Mm-hmm. And then who invented Satan? The victims. You know? Oh, you're bad, you must be Satan. But you have to believe or you die. Yeah. So I just had this moment of clarity. It's called an offer you can't refuse. Right. <laughs> I realize that, I mean, because all the symbols were like, I mean, I, I don't really believe in organized religion. I don't doubt it or anything. But I mean, well, What do you mean you don't doubt it? What, what does that mean? I be, well, I, I believe that if I'm just kind, a kind, kind person, and I try not to hurt So what does that have to do with religion? Because I believe, like, you know, just being kind, then why do I have to really believe that there's a... Why do you have to believe in fairy tales to be a decent person? Exactly. Why is that necessary? Exactly what I'm trying to not say. Not necessary, sir. D-N-H, do no harm, that's it. Exactly, and that—that that is the answer to the whole Y2K. So on January 1st, 2000, everybody just looks at each other and gives each other a handshake, maybe <laughs> thing, you know, or a hug. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Maybe it could maybe. Okay, listen, home. George has got some good pills he's going to send you. Give me the, your address, okay? He's got some good medication that will clear up your problem. Woo! Just remember, folks. Why? 2K is on the way. Sam 2K is on the way. By the way, they give away any of that crap on Friday with that uh, silly thing they were trying to do? No, I don't think so. Oh, all right, let's hear it, okay? See, that's the juvenile level that this business operates on, this monkey business here, that they screwed up my whole show on Friday with the first hour of technical nightmare again. And so, well, let's uh, try to do, number one, we'll kill eight birds with one stone. We'll pretend we're trying to do something for Neil's show, even though we really don't want to do that. And we'll go out and we'll give away a bunch of useless crap that nobody wants. And maybe we'll meet some hot chicks out there over at the pizza lot and get laid, which I don't think any of the above. Did any of the above get done? No. no. Instead of fixing stuff and then, you know, presenting us with a professional operation here with which to work, that's uh, too complicated for them. So let's do it on a really juvenile, pathetic level, which is the only way they know how to operate, because it all comes right from the top. Juvenile, pathetic. But a real sports maven, baby, he's a guru. In fact, pretty soon he'll be wearing those Nehru jackets now that NBC is obsessed with the 60s bullcrap. You know something? I hate to break the news to the people at NBC. The 60s are gone. So horrendous, so embarrassing. It's like that big chill crap, you know? Always trying to go back. and you know, Even the 50s are gone. Even Ozzy and Harry ain't feeling too good right now. And Rick's not doing too good either. And David, boy, you seen him lately? Wow. Woo! You believe in God, take a look at David Nelson. Take a look at any of those people that used to be young when we watch them on TV and what they look like now. I can only imagine what Wes Morgan looks like from uh, Life of Riley. Huh? You don't You don't even know that show, do you? Life of Riley? Clips. William Benedict? I mean, William, ben- William Benedict Arnold, William Bendix? And Wes Morgan as Junior? Get the honey, Junior. Come here, Junior.
spoons of cinnamon and two or three egg whites, a half a stick of butter melted. Stick it all in a bowl, baby. Stir it with a wooden spoon. Mix in a cup of flour. You'll be in heaven soon. Everybody oh, haven't seen my balls, they're big and salty and brown. Oh. If you ever need a quick, pick me up. Just stick my balls in your mouth. Ooh, suck all my chocolate salted balls. Okay. Stick them in your mouth and suck them. Suck all my chocolate salted balls. They're packed full of vitamins and good for you. So suck on my balls. What a cup of unsweetened chocolate and a half a cup of brandy. Then throw it about a two of sugar and just a pinch of vanilla. Breathe up the cookie sheet. Cause I hate when my balls stick. Then preheat the oven to 350 and give that spoon a lick. Say, everybody have a seen my balls, they're big and salty and brown. Yes. If you ever need a break, pick me up, just stick my balls in your mouth. Suck on my chocolate salted balls. Put them in your mouth and suck them. Suck on my chocolate salted balls, you're packed full of goodness. It puts the lotion in the basket. Hey, wait a minute. What's that smell? It smells like something burning. Well, that don't confront me now. As long as I get my rent paid on Friday. Baby, you better get back in the kitchen. Because I got a sneaking suspicion. Oh, man, baby. Baby, you just burned my balls. My balls on fire. Put them in your mouth and suck them. They're on fire, baby. Suck all my chocolate sausage balls. Put them out, baby. Blow them. Suck all my balls, baby. Suck all my balls, baby. Suck all my red hot sausage sausage balls. Come on, baby. One thirty four five sixty WQM. Russia requests U.S. help with Y two K computer fixes. Russia needs up to shut up already. Up to three billion dollars to tackle the year two thousand computer glitch. Six times the original estimate. A top official announced Wednesday is the appeal to the U.S. and NATO to help fix computers that control Russia's nuclear weapons. Oy. Last month, U.S. Deputy Defense Secretary John Hamry acknowledged some nervousness in Washington about the potential computer problems in Russia. So now they get the three billion dollars. Just forget about that Manatee project, okay? Just take the $3 billion from that. Now what? 
No, seriously, all these goddamn uh, animal huggers and tree huggers out there, like, you know, little kids, human beings get shot, get murdered, get all kinds of stuff goes on. Two seconds on the news, if that. But these stories about, did you see about the sperm whale and the one whale was sick and was dying and the other whale died already? goes on forever. All these big, long, you know something? We'll send them flowers, okay? I thought what you were going to say. Yeah, that was what I was going to say. That I could say. F it. That's what I was going to say. With the goddamn whales. I'm so sick and tired of these assholes in the, on these TV stations that determine what's on the news. This is a news story that we got a sick sperm whale and we got all these volunteers that are in this big pool and 24 hours a day they're, they're mo- to keep it moving. They're, they're taking turns in the pool, slipping it around. And then, of course, there'll be a bulletin on there, and probably on Channel 7, they'll be hyperventilating, it died. It died? It died. But, you know, some kid that got shot in a crossfire because we live in a goddamn military zone, in a slaughterhouse, in a nuthouse, well, you know, maybe three seconds we get that on there. Because we're concerned about the whales and the manatees and about the, uh, you know, the uh, big old uh, trees, all that other stuff. And who was on their knees? At the White House. That's what we're concerned about. You know, they're doing their closing arguments, by the way, thank God. You know, Chris Dodd from Connecticut had a great line at noon. They had him on CNN. And then and they're asking these idiotic questions. Because how many times can these idiots get up there and repeat the same thing over and over and over again? And they said, well, you know, what, what are you expecting? What would you like to hear during these uh, closing arguments these next three days? And Chris Dodd said, we yield back the balance of our time. That's what I'd like to hear from both sides. And get this crap over with. That guy that got arrested, remember I mentioned that last uh, late last week, got arrested for shouting out in the gallery, for God's sake, take the final vote and get this over with. They arrested the guy. Instead of, they should give him the Congressional Medal of Honor. Oh. He was speaking for 250 million people with a brain in this country. Oh. Nice going, sir. God bless you. Here's a mobile in Pembroke Pines. Hello. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, can you tell me the name of that drug that you were talking about before with all the side effects? Adelat. Well, but if you look at any, if you look at any of the uh, PDRs, you'll find that almost every prescription drug's got a whole bunch of them. But Adelaide's got uh, 20 million of them. Uh, is that the uh, generic, or that's just the regular? that's one of the brand names? Procardin is the name. Procardin. All right. That, that's all I needed to know. Okay. Thanks. When in doubt, uh, keep it out of your body. Well, I mean, you know, if you got to take it, you got to take it. I took it for two years, never had any problems, and then all of a sudden it was like every one of those things, and then some, like uh, you name it. We have an open line in the date, 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line, 22 till 2 at QAM. Kill Nicole. Bite me. I want to know if Mike Tyson will bite me. Yes. I hope he likes me. Should he want me, I'll be there if he invites me. For 30 million, I'll be a sport. I'll bend way over. Should he want more? And Tyson can bite me like a smorgasbord of boxer food. Speaking of uh, animal lovers, by the way, better get a lot of your doggy food before uh, the Y2K, huh? Better get lots and lots and lots, bagfuls, canfuls, sackfuls, whatever kind you be feeding. 
And you people that feed, like, you know, there's some people that do, like, the rice and lamb thing, and they use, like, real uh, meat, you know, chicken and uh, rice, whatever. You better be chopping up lots and lots of chickens. In fact, just take a little, late at night when nobody's watching, just drive through, like, little Havana, little uh, uh, Haiti, and pick up all those dead chickens on the lawn there, man. Just chop that those babies up. You better have, like, 50,000 pounds of that stuff, because after January 1, we're all going to be going hungry. We're going to be doing the uh, Scatkins diet, whether you want to or not. Here's Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Okay. Um, okay, I was wanting to comment on that guy about the retail business. Yeah. I want to explain something here. Go ahead. Explain away. I worked for Kmart for about two years. Yeah. And believe me, I can say that I was one of the best because I helped all my customers. But I'll tell you one thing. It's not always the associate's fault. Of course, I do agree. The what? Oh, associates, yeah. Yeah, you know, the other little peons. Anyway... The thing is, is that some of the associates tend to get the attitude. The associates? Yeah, associates. What about that? Oh, that's usually a term for salesperson. Oh, I see. Yeah, you know. So why don't you just say sales hole? Well, that's uh, that's that's probably simple That's simple enough. No, but I'll tell you what the thing is. One thing they probably don't mention about some of these uh, national retail outlets, such as Kmart, is that the thing is, is that there is like an attitude with... um, some companies that they'll pick one certain Kmart, and whenever they got like a new idea on how to sell things, yeah, or how they want to do a new operation, yeah, they'll usually take that Kmart, and they will play tiddlywinks with it for all it's worth. In other words, it's like one day you could be expecting to do, like say, um, you would be paying, you would have like all your lines open, like if you wanted to go to checkout, you would have all your lines open, you would even have an express lane. And then there are just some days in which they decide, well, we're only going to have one, two, or three, and basically, uh, well, kiss, kiss your, um, <clears throat> uh, kiss your. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I'm, the, I'm nodding off here, so I'm not like okay, animated okay. enough to reach over uh, and correct the button, okay? All right, all right. You're putting uh, me into a coma. All right. Well, what is the point of this? They're okay, playing the point of it they're is, playing with themselves? The point, yeah. the point of it is, is that basically you can't blame the associates. Okay, have a great day. If he would have said, I was going to say, if you said associate one more time, I was going to hang up too late. Too late. <laughs> what he's trying to say is that the people that work in Kmart are like uh, bright people and right on top of stuff, and uh, that is what he's trying to say. <laughs> Maybe he was. Maybe, but uh, I have my doubts. Okay, we have two. In fact, he, he reminded me kind of the thing that they heard upstairs, you know, probably Ken. Two open lines in Dade, 567-0560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Pembroke Pines. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. How you doing, Neil? Okay. Uh, hey, I guess Peter Whirlin, he must be uh, ecstatic because he's in the minor leagues. You don't have to deal with Tony Twist tonight. Yeah. And, well, and just another thing, the Canadians, they have four legitimate all-stars, and they can't score any goals if they're nets like Okay, small. great. Well, that's good. Okay, we have an open line at Broward 2 and Dade, 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. You're a little bit too early, sir. Okay, you want to call up a sports show, that'll be after 2 o'clock. We're in the middle of this, we're in the middle of solving the most important problem in the history of the human goddamn race, the what? 2K problem. And this guy's hawking a chinic about uh, Peter Worrell, Okay, like I said about the so-called hockey fans in this town, you can't complain about them because basically they don't exist, with very few exceptions. Peter Worrell, he's a hockey player like my little miniature pincher is going to solve the Y2K problem. In fact, there's a better chance of that happening. Here's Oakland Park. Hello. Hey, hi, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, I got, got but three or four things for you. 
Go ahead. Whatever happened to McCrory? Whatever happened to Woolworth? Whatever happened to Zares? What happened to Builder Square? What happened to uh, Computer City? I mean, Computer City is out of business. Oh yep. I don't think so. Oh yes, 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 yes. They are. They're out of business. And by the way, why do the banks? Well, well, have... So well, what is that? A rhetorical question or what? No, I'm. I'm just saying these people. These people didn't get service. And there was another one. What was the one down in Florida-based one that you went went into the store? Uh, sort of a regular clothing store. You went in there, and the clerks all ran like you turned the lights on when the cockroaches and the cockroaches ran. And the final thing is, <laughs> and the final thing is, why do why do banks have ten? Why ten does banks 12, ten or twelve uh, teller things, and there's only two people attending them? Yeah. For the same reason that uh, you go into Kmart and there's 30 checkout lines and there's only like one or two people be tending them. Oh man, this, this, this. because it makes it, it makes, psychologically it gives you the idea that they really want to give you service. It's just that they don't because that well, would cost them some real money. I, I grew up on a farm and uh, we used to have the, uh, somebody serviceable, a bull come around for service. Yeah, and I know what that means. And. Well, no, we used to have cows out there, and somebody would bring a bull around to service them. Right. I know. I understand. Okay. What that well, means. stand back up straight. Okay. People are starting to talk. We have an open line at Broward Two and Date five six seven zero five sixty and pound five. He's saying service with a smile. That's right. He must know our program director, Ben Downs. Got a big smile on his puss. Wow. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hey Neil. Yes, sir. You want to talk about that service? Let me tell you, I'm in the line to get my driver's license renewed. And on top, I should, let me preface by saying I should have definitely made an appointment. That was my mistake. Yeah. But the fact that they only let a certain amount of numbers in for people, they give them a number. The rest of the people have to stand outside in the sun. Now, I just think that's ridiculous. And not to mention, these people must be the friendliest people in the world that work here. Yeah. Okay, good luck to you, whatever he just said. Okay, we have an open line at day one in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. I mean, how did we get to this thing with service? How, how do we get to that? Where did we go from the Y2K problem into standing on long lines at Gmart? I don't get it. Y2K Mart. A2 Brute. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hey, Yes, sir. How you doing? Hey, just a quick question about, I'm doing this Atkins thing. Yeah. I'm up to my ears in meat. I'm so sick of meat. I wish I had the answer for it, sir. <laughs> I wish I knew. Hey. That's why I can't do it. I just can't do it. I get through maybe one or two days. That's it for me. God, Boring. I mean, nuts. Terminal. Do, is there anything, uh, do you have any information that's chromium picolinate? Is that worth taking? I mean, does it help you in any way? Is it good? No. No, everything I read about it is negatory. As far as, I, as, far as what? As far as side effects, as far as it may not be all that good for you. You know, they, they, listen, they've got more of these damn things now, and it's become the, another one of these industries, not a cottage industry, but like a major industry, peddling people all these uh, soft uh, milk thistle and soft palmetto and uh, grape seed extract and all this other bull crap. And you know something? Who needs it? Well, isn't that something he's even calling for? Yes, he's got, he's got a whole, in fact, I was like, I had bought that book some weeks ago and I got it out yesterday in the book too when I was looking at it. And I thought, boy, I've read the same old crap. I mean, CoQ10, grapeseed extract. I mean, by the time, seriously, by the time, this is a good way to go on a diet because by the time he gets through taking all these pills, the day is over. It's time to go to bed again. You don't have time to eat any food. Uh, he's got investments in this, I'm sure. Huh? I mean, no question about it. He's, <laughs> he's peddling all the supplements. You got it. All right. Thanks a lot. And have a great day, sir.
We have two open lines in date, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. If we can just hang on till the year is over, we're going to be on an instant enforced diet starting January 1. Because if more people like that crazy bitch in high in plantation keep buying up all the groceries, there will be nothing left anywhere anyhow. So you're going to be on a uh, enforced starvation diet. Here's a mobile in uh, Cape Coral. Hello. Hey, Neil, how are you? Okay, sir. I'm one of your advertisers in Fort Myers. Uh, question for you on a Y2K. Yes, sir. Do you honestly believe that there could, that the government would allow a problem to exist with our our defense systems and all of that? Uh, no. Yeah, I mean, what? Why are people so crazy about that? Because they're they're stupid. Because uh, somebody whispers them, you know, somebody puts it in the tabloid, and then somebody reprints it like in a regular newspaper, and right away people start getting hysterical, and then all these crazy church people start having all these meetings like yesterday, and they're whipping them all up into a frenzy. Well, that's why they try to close down my store too, the church people. What can I tell you? Really? Yeah, seduction, buddy. <laughs> all right, I appreciate it. Good luck, pal. How do you like that? Those good church people try to put this poor bastard out of business because they're such good religious folks, huh? As soon as somebody tells you they're a good religious person, run like a son of a bitch. That's my best advice to you, okay?